podcast features views and opinions that are not representative of the collective views of the Whispers groups. Some of these views may not be suitable for children. Accordingly, the producers and hosts of the Missy AE podcast must insist that no one attempt to take anything that is being said as representative of the views of any of the Whispers groups. Welcome, everybody, to the first edition of the Missy AE podcast of 2022. Tonight, we bring to you Sports Whispers Weekly, where we will talk nothing but sports for the next three hours. Well, two hours live, one hour extra on the after show, which will only be able to be listened to on the archives unless you are on the line with us heading into the third hour. 
Uh, speaking of which, if you want to call in tonight and talk some sports, you can call in at 657-383-1308. Uh, I hope everybody had a great holiday break and a, and a happy new year. Uh, we are back after a three-week hiatus, or technical, no, technically two-week hiatus. Uh, but we are we are officially back uh, for the premiere. Oh, okay, this is a bit surprising. Uh, let Surprise! Me bring in Lou, Lou, I'm I'm kind of surprised. I, I I didn't know if you'd be able to make it tonight. Well, I didn't think so either. But um, I'm here. But I'm not at home. But I am here, and um, everything's gonna work out. I wasn't sure if you're gonna do a show tonight or not, being was still you know a holiday. So you kind of fooled me, I'm like. Okay, if I can find time to get in, I'll get in. But I don't know if we will do the whole three hours. Yeah, yeah. Two, no, no, that's a, that's two a, probably. Two yeah, probably. That's a, well, that, well, that's I'm not okay. sure. That's okay. that's okay. We're gonna have uh, we're gonna actually have a couple of uh, a couple of surprise guests uh, join us in a little bit. Actually, uh, Jim uh, J- Jim said he would be joining us, and we also uh, hopefully if things work out correctly uh we will have a surprise a surprise guest to join us uh from the past somebody that people may not have heard from in a while uh so but so you know that comes tonight, huh? yeah the boss the boss man will be here tonight and we have uh we cool. have one one other surprise guest uh who will be hopefully uh if everything aligns correctly uh will be uh will be joining us tonight uh, right. But we have we have a lot to cover tonight because we've been off the air for we've been off the air for at least the last two weeks. Uh, yeah. One week something one week something ended up coming up, and of course, obviously, I didn't I didn't do it Christmas night because I mean, of course not. It was Christmas, so. Uh, well, yeah. But I I kind of figured I thought I, I kind of figured something happened here the, the on the eighteenth, but um, you know, all all's okay though. Yeah, but I, you know, I I kind of figured that with it being the you know the first uh, the first of the brand new year, uh, I might as well might as well uh, you know started back started back up this week, but right. we have a lot to talk about because uh, oh yeah before before we last went off the air or after actually technically it was after that they started uh that they started everything. Mm. COVID has all of a sudden come back with a vengeance with this new Omicron variant. And there's been a ton. I'm not just talking, you know, NHL. There's been NHL games, uh, NBA games, NFL games have had to get moved. Uh, Some bowl games had to get either canceled outright or, or uh, completely rescheduled with different opponents. I mean, it's, it has really gone to work on the uh, on the world of sports, and yes. I, it's been unlike any other to the to the point of where let me let me give you a perfect example here. Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now it's it's bad mm-hmm. enough that they suck entirely to begin with, but Duh. heading into to, uh, heading into tomorrow's uh, game against the New England Patriots. Half of their roster, half of their fifty-three man roster, were were in COVID protocols, and 
it's my understanding that they're actually going to have to call up their entire practice squad just to be able to field a team to play tomorrow. Now, that's unusual. I mean, that is how bad that COVID has hit. I mean, let, let me just let me scroll down here and let me let me just name off list off some of the names that have seen the COVID list within the past few weeks. We've had Mike Williams and Austin Eckler of the LA Chargers. You've had Brandon mm-hmm. Cooks of the Texans. Uh, the Chiefs mm-hmm. they've lost Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, and Chris Jones. Uh, although I believe I believe they are all scheduled to play tomorrow, though. Uh, the Colts, the Colts, they at one point lost Darius Leonard, but he is confirmed to play. Uh, not sure yet about Quentin Nelson, but Quentin Nelson was on the COVID list at one point. The mm-hmm. Rams, you know, they they were without one of their Pro Bowl left tackle, uh, their Pro Bowl left tackle Andrew Whitworth, as well as Tyler Higby, their tight end. The Patriots last yeah. week they could have used the uh, they could have used Ramondre Stevenson and Dietrich Wise uh, against the Bills, who both of them were out due to COVID. Uh, Kendrick Bourne was also uh, was also on the COVID list at one point, but he ended up mm-hmm. ultimately playing last week. Uh, speaking of the Bills, they didn't have Cole Beasley or Gabriel Davis, as well as Deion Dawkins. Well. Actually, right. Dawkins got – he did get activated in time, but he was mainly only used on special teams last week. Uh, the Browns, they mm. didn't have Baker Mayfield and Jarvis Landry at one point. Correct. The Saints, the Saints, they had to go with Ian Book of Notre Dame. Yeah. Because Taysom Hill and Trevor Simeon were both on the COVID list. Uh, we've had Sean Payton and uh, Kevin Stefanski, uh, as well as Bruce Arians, three head coaches mm-hmm. uh, that, well, obviously there's been a lot more, but uh, those are just three of the head coaches that have seen the COVID list at some point or another. I mean, the, the list just goes on and on. You know, Dalvin Cook, I don't know if he's going to be available for Minnesota, but he was on the COVID list as well. Doubtful. You know, it's, it is just insane how many it's 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 almost like every day there's a new person added to the covid or a couple of people added to the covid list yes. every single day and we now know we now know that the uh the deadline has been moved from 10 days to down to 5 days 5 for well, you know, I kind of there's a good thing. List. I mean, I kind of there's a good thing that you know it's, it's shrunken down, so I mean, they they uh, might be uh, recovering faster. So, I mean, people are looking at it like a negative. Uh, I'm seeing just the opposite. I mean, it was like it was yeah, like you have to now wait 50 or 20 days, then they could be more concerned. But I think this is more of a of a positive. To be honest, you get it back quicker. Oh no, it definitely is. It de- no, I think it definitely is a positive, uh, especially if there are players that may be asymptomatic, as opposed yes. to. I mean, obviously, obviously now uh, the five day period is now is is mandatory for unvaccinated players, but it says that fully vaccinated players may be able to test out sooner than the five day period, so they may not need to last 
the full five days if you're if they're fully vaccinated. Uh, I mean, this gives this gives players like Carson Wentz, who just got activated today, uh, and Mike Williams an easy uh, an easier road back to potentially being in the starting lineup. And yeah, you know when you have when you when you have uh, around playoff time here, and you have all of these playoff scenarios. You know it. It's good the fact that they that they were uh, that they decided to. You know, change up. The, the whole uh, the whole way that, oh, you don't have to wait ten days. You can only wait. You you only have to wait five days now. It's good that they actually changed that up because, yeah, I mean. Hell, you know, I'm just, I'm just looking at like say look look at the uh, New England Patriots for example this year. Yes, you know they're nine and six, but a lot of people are looking at them like, yeah, well, you guys are only are potentially only nine and six because of the fact that you beat team, any of the good teams that you beat had a lot of players out due to COVID, like certain key players, certain key players were either missing due to injury or due to COVID, and that's the only reason why you mm. won those games. You know, now the fact that they have added in that extra uh, that extra deadline, it gives teams an opportunity to be more at full strength or closer to full strength instead of having to wait, oh, the extra week because of the fact that they weren't able to clear in time due to the 10-day uh, protocol. Right. I mean, that was a mess. And, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I yeah, mean, the 10 days, was a mess. you know, because then, then you would definitely need to be out for a week. You know, with five at least, you have a chance that you can come back. Even though if I was in charge of it, I wouldn't recommend it. But, you know, the way they're uh, ringing now and the protocols have changed. So, you know, it's, it's a plus for the league. It's a plus for all the sports leagues. Yeah, definitely. And, and uh, since you're saying it for, for all sports leagues, that's exactly, uh, that's exactly what I was, I, was going to, uh, I was going to say next. You know, it's not just the NFL that it's exclusive to. It's exclusive to – or it's – you, you're pretty much seeing it start to sort of move around to the NBA, the NHL as well. Uh, I don't know what yeah. they're going to do when it comes to when it comes to baseball next year, but uh, well, first, first things off, first, you have to get rid of the lockout. I mean, because you know, yeah. I mean, they've only spoken once since they, um, you know, went on went on their lockout and whatnot, and you know, they only cover up a few minor issues, so they haven't really even come close to discussing, you know, what their major sticking points are. And not for nothing, but their last yeah. meeting was, you know, they only went in for seven minutes, and which well, you're not going to, you know, accomplish anything in that short of time. So that was like, you know, in the words of Carmen, screw this, I'm going home. And that's exactly what they did. Yeah, that's literally literally the only time that they've met was, from, from, what, it, from what it sounds like, was it, it just – not nothing of significant value was was discussed at all, right? And you know they 
they had some of the uh, some of the members of some of the players actually who are part of the leadership of the players union. They they still they still don't understand why the you know why the league is deciding to play hardball like they are because well I'm not surprised they feel because they feel you know that uh, that a lot of their a lot of their demands weren't really that high of you know they weren't really that high when it co- when it comes to what uh P, what what uh you know what could be compromised on mm. but the thing is Steve they had two years to work this out and they did nothing uh, you know to, to save it i mean i think it's just building up and building up and they and they made uh, no significant progress within that whole time i mean what does that tell you two years yeah that's right Two years, and honestly, I, I can't say I'm really shocked because I. Cons- considering the fact that they had two years to do that, uh, it's and nothing came of it. It, it, it almost, I would say it would be uncharacteristic of the league if they were to actually get something Baker. done with under, under yeah. Rob Manfred. Now, Bud Selig, yes. that was a different story. With Bud Selig, you know, yeah. they they never really, after the last lockout, they never really had to worry about another one potentially happening because no, but uh, remember, everybody... uh, Clinton stepped in to say that, so that True. was you know, that was the thing right there that saved it. Yeah, you know, and nine eleven saved the other one from twenty oh one, but they said. I don't think that another um, or anything else is going to save this from preventing of from our uh, sport being safe from a lockout or a strike. And this time they were right. Yeah, now you would have to assume that once they do finally resume talks in the CBA, you would have to think that co- that obviously COVID nineteen will be taken into account in terms of yeah. what players are going to potentially be looking for. Uh, when it comes to, you know, testing and stuff like that, any other uh, sort of things. Uh, it's, mm-hmm. You know, the, let's, let's face it. At this point, COVID isn't going to go away. COVID is going to be no. a thing for the foreseeable future. So, obviously, there's going to have to be something put into put into place that, Will also that will not just be fair for the league, but will also be fair for the players. Um, mm. Or else you would have something. You would have something like we're seeing in other leagues, like uh, like the NHL. They literally postponed all of their games. Well, I shouldn't say all of their games, but they postponed any games that involved traveling across borders, like. Uh, Traveling, uh, traveling into Canada, or traveling back from Canada. Well, uh, not, but not every team in Canada, because Vancouver is not having the problem. Um, I no. don't think uh, Montreal is having a problem. Toronto is. Ottawa is. Um, Calgary is. So, you know, so, Cal- Calgary. Calgary was the originator. Right, but um, Vancouver, Winnipeg, even though they're not really much of a good team, 
uh, you know, they're they haven't had the problem. So it's only like about um, about half of the Canadian teams are being affected, not all. Yeah, and yeah. actually, uh, it's it's funny that you mentioned the Canadians because uh, there was there was some, something that uh, that that came up about the Canadians, and they said they they were pretty much told we don't care what your uh, what your current team status is in, in regards to COVID. You guys are play you guys are playing today. Uh huh. So it's it's almost like the the league is starting to move on because of the fact that it, I mean it's been delayed already to it, it was already delayed to a certain point and mm-hmm. now the fact that obviously uh you know with the first of the year rolling around obviously you know you you would think that would have given them enough time to test to test players and to test staff members uh, following the holiday yeah. break. Uh, well, because the thing know, going is, into... um, they're they're going to like substitutions for players. Um, they call it uh, they're taxing uh, uh, some players in the league. But will they do that for the yeah. for the Olympics? No, that's what they should have done though. No, nope. they should have thought of that. If they're going to cancel, it, 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 it's a lot. Yeah, you know, you know. Let me get, let me get your thoughts on that, Lou. What are your thoughts on? Uh, the NHL forbidding their players from going over to China to uh, participate in the Olympics for the United States. I'm very disappointed. Or for I Canada. am very disappointed. You know, um, you know, as a fan of the Olympics and as a fan of hockey in general, I mean, you know, they have agreed in the first place that they were going to agree to play in China for the 20, 2022 Olympics, even as this virus was uh, beginning to spread. And then all of a sudden, you know, after losing um, half his t- um, a third of the season in 2020, and then you know the season in, in, a, in a mess to get the uh, Stanley Cup Finals done, and everything, and then 2021 starting the uh, season late and everything, and you say you're going to keep on going with the Olympics, and all of a sudden a week and a half ago you decide no, we can't do it. I mean, really, you waited that long after all that build up and everything, and now you're not going to go. Yeah, and I mean, where where's this? You know, I, 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 I I hate to I hate to make it uh, part political, but I'm kind of wondering if maybe perhaps if maybe perhaps this is in conjunction to what Joe Biden said about uh, there not being any represent any representatives from the United States uh, diplomacy uh, team. Uh, you mean the small rat? Kind of, yeah. You know, uh-huh. I, 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 I'm, I'm wondering. I'm wondering if maybe it's because uh, they don't want any representatives, period, from the United States mm. to be in China because of right. stuff that's going on politically. Um, mm. I'm kind of wondering if maybe perhaps the NHL waited on that and then they made the announcement that it's you possible. Know, uh, Although it could be because of COVID spread potentially too, that they don't want uh, any of their athletes to uh, to pick up because of the fact that the Omicron variant is spreading so rapidly uh, that they don't want any of their athletes to uh, to be taken out of commission. Because obviously, with the Olympics, you would have you know the big 
the big name stars representing yeah. every country. So, uh, and not only makes, that, I guess. Not only that, though, but the junior world champions have been called up completely. Yes, it was Which actually it too. was in progress. It was in yes. progress when it got canceled. It's a shame. And you know, not only did we have hockey, uh, did hockey get affected? We also had bowl games that got either canceled or postponed and, uh, or or rescheduled. Uh, you know, Texas A and M, uh, they ended up having to pull out because a whole bunch of their uh, players ended up uh, testing positive. Uh, Memphis, they had to, uh, or no, Hawaii had to pull out of their bowl right. game against Memphis because of uh, COVID protocol, Virginia and SMU. I think it was SMU that pulled out against Virginia. Um, Boston College, you know, they had to uh, pull out against East Carolina, Washington State and Miami. Uh, You know, Central Michigan and Boise State. Boise State ended up pulling out of there. And UCLA – they had to pull out because their players decided, well, we would rather go to SeaWorld for, uh, for Christmas instead of uh, isolating and making sure everybody's healthy for our bowl game. Coming they had up. a flipper for me. Yeah, that's right. That's right. They went to SeaWorld, and that's where they caught the, uh, that's where they caught the, the COVID variant. Well, in that case, that was on your own stupidity. Exactly. That uh, I was completely dumbstruck reading that that it was because yeah. uh, you know obviously we we were doing the we do the bowl bonanza uh, yes, that, yes. Uh, that both you and I are involved in and uh, and Tim is actually in the chat room Tim is uh, is the one who I'm helping with the uh, the games gridiron this year and everything. Uh, you know, we we were looking over. Okay, which game? Which game are we gonna have to? Are we gonna have to uh, watch for the score this uh, this day, that day, whatnot? And then all of a sudden, we just see all these things go cancel, 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 reschedule, mm-hmm. reschedule, cancel, cancel. And Tim and I are like, well, what the hell are we gonna do when it comes to trying to award points? Now, obviously, we yeah. ended up awarding. Okay, we ended up going. Okay, uh, oh. after consulting after consulting with Jim about it, we we're like, all right. So, it, as long as you picked a team in that in each of those games, you'll get a point right. regardless, because. It had to be either rescheduled with a different opponent or canceled outright. So it wouldn't be fair to everybody who ended up uh, picking that game to not get credit for picking that game. So we ultimately uh, – and, you know, the the Bowl Bonanza actually is almost over. We uh, just came off of an epic Rose Bowl that's uh, Ohio yeah, State. That saw Ohio State just barely survived the Utah Utes after being down by I think it was what three scores or two scores something like that yeah at least two scores I think it went to three but Ohio State you know caught up 
Yeah, Ohio State with a 48-45 to victory over the Utah Utes tonight. I mean, wow. You know, for all of the yeah. for all of the disappointment that came yesterday where everybody was expecting okay no not a, not a lot of people were was were expecting Alabama and Cincinnati to be close but a lot of people were expecting mm. Georgia and Michigan to be close and that so ended I. up being a blowout and that ended up being a blowout so the fact that we got such an underwhelming show yesterday with those two games. It seems like uh, today's slate really made up for it because we saw a close one between between uh, Oklahoma State and Notre Dame earlier. We saw a, uh, an epic battle between Ohio State and Utah today. Uh, Kentucky and Iowa was close. And at some point, uh, Arkansas and Penn State was close as well before Arkansas yeah. ultimately ended up pulling away. Uh, oh, uh, by the way, uh, Central Michigan did play yesterday in a game. Yes, they they did get Washington rescheduled. State. They ended up, uh, yeah, Washington State, and yep. uh, I believe I believe Central Michigan ended up winning, didn't they? Twenty four, twenty one. Yeah, that's what I thought. And you know, I I, I kind of feel bad for Barstool because that was supposed to be the Barstool Bowl, the uh, the Arizona Bowl. Uh, before right. Boise State ended up having to pull out, and you know, you just gotta, you just gotta imagine with all these cancellations, how much money not only the sponsors lose, but the teams oh, yeah. lose, the universities both lose for yes. not being able to play that game. You know, just so much, so much sponsorship money gets thrown right out the window. Just because teams decided to be careless. Exactly. Last year didn't have much of a choice. This year you did. Yeah. Now there is one game we need to talk about, and it is very yes. controversial because it took place in overtime. Uh, Purdue and Tennessee. I don't know if you saw that game, Lou. But heard about it. It was a very controversial play. Tennessee was on four. I think it was fourth and goal, yes. and they had uh, obviously, you know, either have to get into the get into the end zone or turn over on downs. Tennessee was put. They were pushing forward. The uh, the the running or the running back or quarterback. I forget who ran it in, but or tried to run it in. They right. got tackled. However, they never touched mm. the ground. And before the whistle was blown, they had uh-huh. extended the ha- they extended the hand across with the football across the line. By 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 standard rules, that technically wouldn't you say that is breaking the plane? I believe that is. However, the referees then Uh-oh. ruled that Tennessee was ruled uh, forward progress had been stopped. Uh-huh. Even though he never touched the ground and 
the the ball was already reached they had already reached over across the line before the whistle was blown already to me, to me Lou it looked like Tennessee got absolutely robbed by the referee I think so yesterday. I would say or that not, yes. not yesterday uh, a couple of days ago now which bowl and, game was that oh uh, that was, hang on, I will look it up here real quick, Tennessee, because uh, that was the Music City Bowl. Oh, right. Uh, it was either Wednesday or Thursday. It yeah, was I, Thursday. I, I, I did see that. Thursday, I did see that. Yeah, and it was a it very was controversial. Dumb. A very controversial fourth down stop there. Um, well, uh, let me bring in our surprise guest. Uh, the boss isn't here yet, but we do have a surprise okay. guest joining us tonight. Uh, everybody, please welcome back to the Sports Whispers Weekly Podcast, Tom. Oh, howdy, howdy, howdy. howdy. How's it going, buddy? It's going. Hey, Tom, welcome back. Been a long, it's been a long time since we've heard from you on here. Yeah, I've been extremely busy, and starting Monday, I actually go back to college, so. Wow. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm going to go back and uh, get another degree in cybersecurity. Mm. Oh, Damn. Well, hey, how was uh, how was how was your holiday uh, your holiday break? Oh, real good. Uh, I mean, you know, kids got pretty much everything they wanted. And today, I made a nice big seven pound rib roast that we enjoyed. So yeah, you know. Mmm. Mmm. Delicious. It was. Uh, now, I'll bet. No, I know. I, I know you're definitely happy about uh about Buffalo uh getting some getting some sweet little revenge on New England. Um, this past, this yeah, past, I know, uh, but like like I told you, uh, there were a couple things in that game that I wasn't too happy with. Like there should have been a couple calls that should have gone your guys' way that didn't. Yeah, it was. Uh, that was probably the the most poorly officiated game that we've seen this year. And I'm saying that knowing that Sean Hockley's crew called a whole bunch of calls uh, in one of the other games previously this year. And we didn't even have Hockley's crew, crew that night. Yeah. I, I think it's just been league-wide where a lot of the refs, it seems like they're favoring teams more and more. And, you know, and it just isn't just football. It seems to be happening in every sport. And I don't know what's up with that, but it, it's definitely getting pretty bad. Yeah, it is. Uh, it, it's it's definitely mm. awful. I mean, you know, a lot of people used to bitch and moan about how you know NBA had the had the worst refs or the NHL had the worst refs. Yes, yes. 
you can almost say the NFL is kind of climbing in, climbing up there right towards the top at this point. I mean, even ba- you know, baseball, baseball has some horrible umpires, but amen. I mean, you know, the just the NFL, it's it's so ridiculous. Some of the calls that have been called this year, or some of the calls that have been missed. You know, it's yeah, it's just it's just downright awful. Uh, but you know, Tom, I want I want to get your thoughts. Uh, Lou and I were taught, were discussing this earlier. Uh, speaking of the NFL, they did just uh, obviously with COVID has completely uh, has completely struck the league entirely uh, this year. And not not just not just the NFL, but it's also struck uh, you know hockey and basketball to the point of where we've had to have um, multiple games get either canceled or postponed, and it even hit the bowl games too. Uh, but now they have put a new uh, a new uh, practice into place where basically every player will will only have to be in the protocol for at least five days. Uh, if you're unvaccinated or if you're unvaccinated, it's five days. But if you're, if you are fully vaccinated, uh, there's the possibility that you could get cleared before the five day window is up instead of the 10 day window. Um, and obviously, you know, we've seen multiple teams, get struck with uh with COVID nineteen list issues. I mean I know the Bills, you know, they've had God knows how yeah. many players uh in COVID protocol that have actually potentially cost them a couple of games this year so far. I uh, what what are your thoughts, Tom, on the new uh on the new protocol that they have in place? Well, I mean the unvaccinated status has hit quite a few people and you know it cost Antonio Brown a bunch of games because his dumbass went out and bought a fake card and he he's lucky it only cost him a couple games because you know that was just the start of the of a Vander Kane's problems oh yeah that's an entirely different yeah. thing though with the Vander Kane i mean <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Just, that, that's just the start of it. I'm not going there. <laughs> but as as far as COVID goes, I mean, yeah, it's cost it's it's cost a few people some games. I won't just say us. I think it's hit Washington harder than anybody. Oh yeah. 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 No, I definitely agree. You know, there's uh you know, I read. I just I read off the list a couple of like right right at the top of the show here. Uh, I read off a list of a whole bunch of uh, players that have seen time on the COVID list at some point this year, and you know it's just mind blowing. Some of the bi- some of the big key names that have been on that list. I mean, you've had Tyree Hill and Travis Kelsey at one point. You had uh, Dalvin Cook. You know he's he's out for the uh, right. for the Minnesota Vikings. But it's not just it's not just COVID though. It's the after effects of COVID, and I think that it really attributed to Kansas City's mm. problems 
in the middle of the season before, you know, everybody actually started to get healthy again. I think Tariq Hill and Travis Kelsey were both fighting those after effects. And so that, that hurt half of their season. I think it, it really affected their timing and their speed. And that's why Mahomes was throwing so many picks and everything because he expected them to be where they normally are with their speed. And so that's where he was throwing it. And because of the, after effects of COVID, they just weren't getting there. Yeah, I mean, we saw we saw it too with uh, uh, a good example actually is last week with uh, Kendrick Bourne. You know, he had tested positive, uh, or either he was positive or he was a close contact uh, for COVID. He was on the COVID list. He was asymptomatic. Yet he, uh, right. you know, he played last week against Buffalo, and yet nobody really saw him until the fourth quarter and it could have to do with what, with what you said, Tom, you know, the fact that uh, there, even though they may be cleared, you can still feel the after effects. Well, that's just it. I mean, Tyler Heinke was saying, you know, after when he came down with COVID, he couldn't carry a basket of laundry from one end of his house to the other without getting no. winded. No. And I I personally had COVID back, uh, I think it was November of last year, not 2021, but 2020, like October, November. Yeah. And for about three to four weeks afterwards, when I was, you know, finally healthy enough to go back to work, for about three or four weeks afterwards, after like an hour or two, at my job, I'd have to sit for about 15, 20 minutes because I would be winded and my like lungs would actually start to hurt. And so it took a while for me to get over those after effects. And I'm not on a field trying to block a 300 pound guy, like a lineman, or I'm not doing the physical things that a lot of those players have to do. And so I think, you know, like I said, I think that is attributed to a lot of people's problems, including Washington, the you know, the many losses Kansas City had in the middle of the season and even Buffalo's line problems this year because, you know, we've had so many offensive linemen on and off the COVID list. It is really yeah, hurt Feliciano. our run block. Feliciano our being yeah, the big one. Well, Feliciano's right. been on there a couple times. Deion Dawkins, he's he said a, quite a few times that, you know, he still has problems getting a breath while he's out there. Yeah, and it's it's funny that you say that because it, it, he must have been affected. So I, I believe he was the one that they said that uh, he had to spend a night in uh, in the hospital, I think. Uh, dealing with uh, dealing with COVID when when he was on the COVID list this past uh, these past right. couple of weeks, they said he had to spend uh, he had to spend a night in the hospital uh, prior to the uh, to the Patriots game. Yeah, I, I think he why, did. That's why you saw him uh, relegated to just uh, uh, to just being on special teams. 
in the Patriots matchup uh, at Gillette. Right, because that was all he could handle. He couldn't handle a sustained drive going down the field. I mean, asking him to go 100 yards was really asking a lot of somebody who has trouble just catching their breath after going a couple of yards. Yeah, and you know when 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 you think when you think about the impact that the that these uh, you know these COVID issues have had, I mean hell, you take a look at you take a look at the playoff picture right now. I mean ob- obviously right now, uh, Kansas City, you know after they had to deal with the with the COVID issues they had, there a lot of people were wondering whether or not they were. You know whether they were taking a step back or, or if something if something was happening to the point of where, you know maybe, maybe Kansas City isn't the same isn't the same Kansas City we uh, we've all gotten used to. No, you know, gotten used to seeing with how uh, with their high powered offense, their high powered offense wasn't looking so high powered, and their defense. Well, I mean. Their defense has sucked the entire year, so that's not exactly. really, uh, you know, that's not really much of a much of a surprise. But right, but they've they've cleaned up a few things their last few games. Their defense has started putting it back together. Eventually, but their Eventually, uh, their yeah, offense has made it easier for them because the offense has started clicking again now that people are getting healthy, and that has taken some of the stress off of the defense where if they need to win a shootout they can yeah but I mean yeah. you, take a, you take a look at some of the other teams too like uh, Tennessee you know they, they've had Julio Jones mm. going back and forth from the COVID list as well as uh, I believe A.J. Brown at one point was on the COVID list as well or no A.J. Brown I believe is more of an injury I think I think his was more of an injury as opposed to COVID. But well, the Titans' biggest I mean, problem was losing Henry. Oh yeah, yeah. But even with even even with losing Henry, though, they were still winning games that a lot of people were thinking, you know, maybe with yeah, uh, without can't. Henry, <laughs> they may not be able to pull this off. I'm sorry, I didn't quite catch that. My son was asking me a question. Oh well, yeah, you, you, you know, uh, you know, even without Henry, Tennessee was winning games that a lot of people. Oh were yeah, they've still found you know, ways to win. You know, they they were winning games though that a lot of people were thinking. You know, Tennessee may not be able to pull this off unless they have uh, Derrick Henry. But yeah. somehow, right. I mean, they, they still have a lot of talent on that team. And getting Henry back in the playoffs will be huge for him. But I, I think, you know, Indianapolis is really going to push him these last couple of weeks. Oh, yeah. I, I have no doubt that Indiana, Indianapolis, I mean, you take, you take a look at the, uh, like, literally from, from the third seed all the way to the sixth seed, you have – all th- all four teams are nine and six. The Bengals, the Bills, 
the Colts and the Patriots are all nine and six, just mm-hmm. breathing down Tennessee's necks with the with the the hope of trying to trying to leapfrog them with the chance of maybe perhaps we can still reach that number one seed possibly up uh, up with uh, you know with Kansas City. Although considering Kansas City's schedule. If they get by the Bengals this week, they're probably going to be the number one seed. Yeah. And yeah, I mean that's obvious. If they can beat the Bengals this week, I don't think anybody can catch them after that. But I doubt know, it. You, you take a look at you take a look at another team like the L.A. Rams, for example. You know they acquired Odell Beckham Jr. They acquired Von Miller. And then all of a sudden, their delay or their debuts get delayed because they got put on the COVID. They got put into COVID protocol all of a sudden, and you know, the Ram, the Rams. They ultimately ended up. Uh, I mean, they're still eleven and four right now. They're good for the third seed in the NFC because they've already. Uh, well, they haven't clinched their division yet. Let's see where is. They're about a game ahead of Arizona right now for the NFC West. But, uh, you know, a lot of people were looking at L.A. like, okay, you know, with with Odell Beckham Jr. and Von Miller coming off of uh, the COVID protocol, you know, they looked sluggish. So people were wondering – is this because of COVID or is this because uh, did the Rams go all in uh, when they shouldn't have, you know, with the trades that they made at the deadline this year, there's, I mean, there's just so many, uh, so many variables that COVID has, has thrown into the, into this entire season that, you you would almost you would almost wonder if in a pre-covid world the way that teams have been playing this year what would it be like without covid if teams okay you would still have the injured players injured but if right. if there were players that were that were not in covid protocol how would these other games have potentially result? Like, would the would the result have changed in any of those potential matchups? I don't know if the results would change. Yeah. I I mean, even like the all those trades that LA made they were still going to take a little, a couple of weeks just for those guys to get acclimated to the playbook and, you know, able to come out and make a, an impact on that team. And let's be honest, right. you know, LA did that because they're in win now mode and yeah. they had to have someone like Von Miller with, uh, what's his name? Uh, Donald. Aaron Donald. I think it's Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald. Yep. Yeah, they they had to have somebody to take that double team away from him just to free him up a little bit so that they could actually put on a pass rush against Tom Brady because everybody knows the only way to really disrupt Brady is to put pressure on him. And if you can't pressure him and really get to him, 
you're not going to affect his game and he's going to eventually pick you apart. Right. And that's what, you know, New Orleans was able to do when they shut him out 9 nothing. They were able to get to Brady and rattle him and knock him out of the game. You know, game. You and know that, that's what fun, happened to that, that surface tablet. It's funny that you mentioned that you mentioned Brady. Do you think there's a little more mm-hmm. pressure on him now, especially with the fact that there's so many injuries to their defense this year? Uh, with that, with their defense being so depleted, do you think there's more pressure on Brady that he has to, uh, you know, he can't really rely on the defense at all to, uh, you know, maybe perhaps if he has a bad game that the defense could potentially bail them out? Well, of course that's going to put added pressure on Brady. It'll put added pressure on any quarterback, especially when, you know, he purposely signed with Tampa because Tampa had that young, dynamic defense and those young, dynamic receivers, and if they had a lot of young talent on there, all they really needed was a quarterback who could use that talent and move it forward. Jameis Winston wasn't that guy. When you can bring no. in a veteran quarterback like a Brady who can come in and use that talent correctly – of course it's going to be a big thing, but you saw how uh, how rattled he got when Goodwin was out and Evans was hurt and Fournette was hurt, and he's missing a lot of that talent, and it's all on his shoulders to carry yeah. that team, kind of like he had to do in New England his last couple of years. And that was the whole reason why he left New England, because he, as old right. as he is, he can't carry a team like that anymore. Yeah. Oh, we got some bad news, boys. Uh, Matt Corral, uh, potential uh, potential first round pick, uh, just got carted off in the uh, uh, in the Ole Miss uh, in the Ole Miss game against uh, against Baylor. Oh wow! It looks like it's a leg. It looks like it's a leg issue, from what it looks like here. There goes his knee. Yep, it is obviously he's gonna be he's gonna be out for obviously the, for the game of the game here, but it it does not look good. Uh, and it actually, uh, you know, we've seen this happen with uh, with uh, what's his face, uh, Mitchie, I think of the. Uh, of the Alabama Crimson Tide with his injury Tua? that has taken him out for the uh that has taken him out for the year. Uh oh, talking no, about the, uh, like what happened to Tua? Well, yeah, it's kind of, kind of Tua, but the thing is I don't think Matt Corral is is, is anywhere as high as, uh as highly ranked as Tua was. Cuz Tua was considered to be in the running potentially for the number 1 pick the year right. he was drafted. And is it me, or is the older uh, Tua gets, the more he looks like Brucey from Longest Yard? <laughs> I think you're right. You know what? I think you might be right. Oh, my God. That's a good observation. <laughs> Brucey finally put down the popcorn. It was one seven straight. Yeah. yeah. He, you know what? That's another thing, too. Uh, I mean – 
let's let's talk about that actually. Lou, what are your thoughts on Miami? They started off the season one and seven, and now all of a sudden, and all of a sudden they've caught just up. Like, just, just like just la- just like last year, they have propelled themselves back into the playoff hunt where. They currently sit in the seven, in the uh, the final seed for the AFC. Yeah, yeah go to figure that. Out. I didn't think, you know, going one and seven at that point in the season, uh, your chance of making a playoffs are not very good. So, you know, they were going to get their act together. But, you know, with the way that, that conference has been, you know, pretty much weak except for Buffalo. Um, you know, one of them had to get in, but Miami, you know, has stepped up. You know, the Jets haven't done much, have done nothing, of course. And yeah, but well, yeah. New England is not like what they used to be, so. It, it would be very Jets-like to have everybody else in the AFC East make it to the playoffs except for them. Yes. Yeah, I mean, how how crazy is that, Tom? The fact that you could have your three, you could have uh, three of the seven teams in the AFC, uh, in the AFC playoff, uh, uh, in the AFC playoffs, all be from the AFC East. Well, let's put it this way. I mean, you go back maybe the last 25 years and you look in the AFC East, there was usually about two teams that were in the playoffs and one that just missed the playoff by like one or two games. A few times that was Buffalo, yeah. and a few times it was, yeah. You know, there there were three teams from the East that were always right there knocking on the door. And had yeah, it been seven what, teams in the AFC East going to the playoffs for the last twenty five years, Buffalo's drought never would have been seventeen years. And, and you know, I, you know, I gotta, I gotta say, Buffalo this year. Uh, I, I don't, I don't know what happened with the uh, with the first matchup against New England. Maybe it did have to do, to do with the weather. You know, the fact that the winds were like fifty degrees or so, or I mean, fifty uh, fifty miles per hour. Miles per hour. Uh, the fact that, mm-hmm. yeah, the fact that uh, that. Uh, the wind w- or the wind basically made kicks comical uh, that night. Or well, I don't know what it was, but it it's here's what I saw in that game. What I saw in that game was Dayball didn't trust the strong arm of Allen to throw through that wind, and so he tried rushing the ball more. And if you notice, when we threw the ball, Allen was getting it to our receivers, so he was able to throw through the wind. If they had just trusted Allen more to throw, even with that wind, I think we might have won. And we won't even talk about, you know, some of the interferences that happened in that game. Well, because you could you could say there were interferences in both games, not just not just that one. Well, that's game. what I'm saying. We we won't talk about you know some of the ones that weren't called in that game because going both ways that they were they let each team get away with a little too much. Yeah. 
All right, well, wait a minute. And then they seem okay, to so they since, seem to find their flags, it. you know, like the Tampa game, they seem to find their flags in overtime. Yeah, but you and know, we won't even get into the up, Tampa I, I game where fucking mm-hmm. Diggs was butt raped in the corner. Mm. I just I got I got I gotta make the I gotta make this comparison since we're bringing it up here. How does Josh Allen get the call? when he was pushed out of bounds. I mean, it makes sense. You know, it's, it's, it is right that that call was made yes. in Buffalo to get the, uh, to get the, uh, what was it? Unnecessary roughness or roughing the passer or something. Well, it wasn't, wouldn't be roughing the passer because he was already moving It'd forward. It would be unnecessary uh, but unne- for hitting out it, of It was bounds. right that he got unnecessary roughness. Yeah. It was right that he got unnecessary right. roughness. But yet then – all of a sudden, in New England, when New England, he grabbed him and pulled him back, yeah, and it should have been I read unnecessary some... roughness. Instead, they picked up the flag. And I told you last Sunday, I agreed with you. They should have. That should have been a penalty. And yeah, you know his his whole explanation was that he was trying to stop him, and he grabbed a hold of him to try and stop him so he didn't run into things. You don't. You let him go and, you know, hope that somebody on the sideline just kind of buffers him so that he doesn't fall into a bench or anything. It, uh, Jerry Hughes' whole explanation was that he was trying to help him. And nah. no, it wasn't, Jerry. <laughs> I don't. I, it, it, we nah. both know that's bullshit, Jerry. Come on now. Yeah. 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 It's. I mean, Lou, did you get? Did you see the uh, the Patriots-Bills game at all last week? I don't think I had a chance to see that because I don't think it was, or at least not the whole game. It wasn't televised in my area. But it was it was horse shit. So basically, Mac true, Jones true. is he's, he's running he he's running out of bounds. He's technically giving himself up, I guess you could say. Well, no, the giving himself up was the second one that got called. Right. Uh, but uh, you know, he's running out of bounds. And Hughes claims that he was trying to help him. Jones wasn't yeah, trying he was to slide he was trying onto to the slow ground, him down so he didn't run into stuff. But yeah, what Hughes almost did is mm. Jones could have blown out his knee on that well, yeah, slide. It, it, he basically horse collared tackled him out of bounds. You can't do that. And then the ref right. took up that flag. The refs pick up that flag, but then they give two uh, unsportsmanlike unsportsmanlike conduct calls to uh, to David Andrews and to uh, Trent Brown, which was flat out bullshit. Because you wouldn't have those uh, uh, you wouldn't have those unsportsmanlike conduct calls if you guys had just not picked up that flag. Yes. I mean it's. It's just absolute horseshit with the, with with how that uh, and you know I wouldn't I, I'm not just saying that because of the fact that it was a Patriots game I would have said that for any right. other matchup right you know, and it's, even it's just, even though those penalties would have gone against my team I told you you were correct on Sunday I totally agreed yeah. with you that it was horseshit and I yeah, didn't understand but, why they would pick up that flag. And that that's part of my problem is you have these refs who are allowing these kind of things that are going to allow people to get hurt. 
I mean, that was just like the Sabres-Bruins game today. I thought Marchand deserved yeah. a penalty uh, yeah. for punching Dallin in the back of the head three times when he's down on all fours on the ice. And Marchand's punching him in the back of the head, and the ref is standing right there. And so because he's hitting Dallin, all of a sudden you've got other people, and they come over and they start pushing. Somebody's going to end up getting hurt with this shit. Yeah. You know, speaking of speaking of punching, have you guys heard of the? Uh, well, obviously, pe- people have been talking about the uh, the punch heard around the world when Jake Paul knocked out uh, Tyrone Woodley, yes, and sent him uh, sent him face planting to the to the boxing mat. Uh, but have you guys heard of the uh, feud that is supposedly going on right now between Jake Paul and Dana White? As Apparently, I think I have. Uh, they, they, the UFC has tried bringing Jake Paul in for a one-fight contract, uh, where they would do nothing but box. But the thing is, the, U- the UFC doesn't want one of their big stars like Jorge Masvidal to fight Jake Paul in a boxing ring. They would rather him fight under the UFC banner, but there would be a special stipulation where they would only be able to box as opposed to, you know, other mixed martial arts rules. Cause you know, of course UFC wants to make the, uh, wants to make the big bucks. They want to make the money off of this fight. Uh, however, you know, throughout this whole, the, throughout this whole thing, Jake Paul has apparently accused Dana White of doing cocaine while Dana fired back and said that he believes that that Jake Paul is on steroids and that he need he wants uh, Dana suggested you know what I'll get tested for the next ten years I will get tested for narcotics if you get tested for the next two years for steroids and mm-hmm. Jake Paul all of a sudden fires back saying uh, you know. He, I, I will retire immediately from boxing if you do if you meet my uh, my demands, which involved uh, better fu- better fight pay for uh, for UFC uh, UFC fighters. Uh, there was a, a whole bu- a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, the fact that the UFC they make a, they make a billion dollars in ref- in revenue per year apparently. And uh, Jake Paul, I guess, apparently wants uh, the the fighters to be able to have a part of. Okay, so here here it is. Actually, increase minimum fighter pay per fight to fifty thousand dollars. It's currently twelve thousand per fighter just to just to appear, just to appear and fight, not counting the win uh, the win bonus. Uh, he demanded that that Dana guarantee UFC fighters 50% of the UFC annual revenues, which they made $1 billion last year. Uh, also, the third stipulation is to provide long-term health care to all fighters. Uh, he even says that Dana previously said brain damage is part of the gig. And then he goes, imagine if the NFL mm. said that in their advertising. Yeah. Uh, 
And he said he also said there are many UFC alums who have publicly said that they are suffering from brain damage. He gave Dana five days to accept his uh, to accept his demands, and once implemented, he would immediately retire from boxing, enter the USADA testing uh, system that the UFC has, and he would fight a one deal a one fight deal against Jorge Masvidal. Um, and then he tried to get UFC fighters to rebel against their boss, Dana White, uh, and demand higher fight pay, higher fighter pay and, uh, and other stuff. Now there's, you know, there's a lot of this stuff I agree with, with, with Jake Paul here, but, uh, except for the guarantee, except for guaranteeing UFC fighters 50% of annual revenues, I'm sorry, but there's no shot in hell that, Dana White or hell, let's go to the WWE. Vince McMahon. There's no shot in hell any owner would ever agree to that. No, I don't think so. But you know, everything else I could kind of I could kind of see happening. So. I mean, to, to me, though, in all honesty, I, I kind of agree with what Dana said. Dana said that, that uh, Jake Paul is basically overhyped. He knows he can't sell pay-per-views or, as WWE calls them, live premium events or premium live events, as they're now, as they're now called, instead of pay-per-views. Um, you know, he can't sell fights. The dude hasn't even fought a legitimate boxer yet. He's only no. fought, you know, former MMA fighters and a drunken NBA player. Uh, he hasn't fought uh, an actual professional boxer yet. And I just, I kind of feel like people are putting way too much stock in this former YouTuber, all of a sudden turned boxer who. Honestly, with the with the punch that he knocked Woodley out with, that honestly looked like just a, just a regular a regular hook that would be thrown by any uh, by any UFC fighter. All right, Tom. What are your what are your thoughts on 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 all of this? I mean, uh, I don't know if you followed Jake Paul at all uh, during his boxing career, I guess you can say. Yeah, I really haven't followed boxing since the days of Tyson and Holyfield. But I will say this about the UFC stuff. Um, Whenever you have a sport that makes that kind of money where it's bringing in a billion dollars a year, what you're going to eventually right. have is you're going to see the fighters unionize. And it's going to be just like what happened yeah. in baseball and anything like that. Uh, eventually, they're going to unionize, and they're going to want a bigger slice of the pie each time. Because you you can't have a company that makes a billion dollars, and you're paying your fighters peanuts. No, you can't. Because eventually these fighters are going to be like, this isn't worth it. I mean, yeah. I'm just, I'm I mean, barely making enough to cover my medical bills. 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, you. Uh, I mean, let's let's take uh, WWE for example. You know, uh, WWE is kind of the same way. There's not really a, a wrestlers union uh, or sports entertainers no, but, union. Right. I'm sorry. But if you look at what they make, they make. You know, depending on where you're sitting in a position in wrestling. I mean, that was the big problem with Cena. Everybody was pissed off because he was making, what, a million a year? Mm. I guarantee you there's not too many UFC fighters who are making that kind of money unless they're getting some kind of endorsement deal. Yeah, not unless you're a champion. Not unless you're a champion are you making that amount of money. Right. But, you know, you have Cena and Orton and uh, Lesnar and Reigns and... I guarantee, you know, Becky Lynch, Seth Rollins, all those people are making close to, if not a million dollars a year. Well, actually, uh, it's funny that you mentioned, uh, I don't know, I don't know what the others are making, but I do know that uh, Kevin Owens, he was just re-signed to a deal with the WWE. And from what they said, they said he was basically going to be making, and I quote, Seth Rollins money. Which is the equivalent? Uh, they they said that Rollins's contract, he's making about three million dollars per year on the deal. Okay, so uh, so that hmm. and that's part of the reason why, you know, they've let so many people go in cost cutting measures, because really they only have so many shows to put people. I mean, you yeah. have SmackDown, you have Raw, and you have NXT. The NXT guys are all the younger guys that they're developing and they're building names for. Then you have SmackDown, which, you know, you have your couple A-listers to, you know, keep interest in the show. And then you have your mid-tier and, you know, a lot of the younger guys that they're bringing up and they want to get more exposure for. And then you have your main show, which is Raw. And so, yeah. you know, that's where you're going to find your high price. Most of your high price talent is going to be on Raw. Pretty much. Pretty much. I mean, even even though I would say that uh, you could kind of throw SmackDown in there because SmackDown is actually on a more highly... Uh, right, but what pays you know, for SmackDown high price talent is Fox pays for most of that talent. Lou, what are your thoughts on uh you know going back to the going back to the Jake Paul stuff and talking about fighter pay and stuff like that? What what are your thoughts on that? Do you think uh do you agree with what Jake Paul says that you know fighters should be uh should be able to get higher uh higher pay just to before they even fight, just to even appear for the fight. Do you hear that? Um, yeah, repeat the question. I think we broke up a bit. Yeah, do, do you agree with what the uh, with what uh, Jake Paul has said that? You know, he demands that fighters should get uh, higher pay, which currently they're making the lowest. The lowest fighter is making twelve thousand dollars just to just to appear to fight. Wow. 
Uh, it is pretty low. While, while obviously, you know, if you're a champion, you could be potentially making in the million dollar range per fight, uh, right. inc- including uh, yes. including pay per view bonuses and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, the lowest amount that a fighter makes is twelve thousand dollars per fight, and that wow. that barely even co- that barely even covers not just medical costs, but that barely even covers. Uh, you know, um, the training camp that fighters have to go through for every yeah. fight. So, yeah, I think yeah, I do you think do you think fighters should have uh, should have higher fighter pay as well as uh, as well as medical coverage? Yes, I do because I think they're gonna need it for the medical coverage. All the beatings they take, I think they're enti- I think they're entitled to it. It's gonna cover their it's gonna cover their their. Uh, Medical expenses for the shellacking they take in the ring. Oof, they're gonna need it. Yeah, I mean, because exa- exactly how it was uh, how it was put that uh, there's a, tu- a a ton of fighters have suffered from uh, from brain damage because of yes. the uh, the punishment that they've taken inside the octagon, and yet the UFC they they require the fighters basically to have their own medical, uh, uh, their own medical stuff. Yeah. They hire them as uh, subcontractors. Yeah. It's kind of like what the WWE does. The WWE considers, uh, you know, they, they consider wrestlers to be, uh, to be subcontractors as opposed to having an actual, uh, you know, an actual contract with the uh, with the WWE. But uh, let's see. So uh, you know, actually, actually going going back to what I was talking about, COVID. Uh, you know, I said the NFL has that uh, has that quarantine from ten to five. Uh, the NBA they shrunk theirs down from ten to six days, uh, as long as they can show that they are no longer at risk of being infectious. That uh, basically, so it it says that uh, the NBA considers a day that a player tested positive. They consider that to be day zero. So technically, uh, it'll be seven days out from that point for vaccinated players if they can show that they are that they aren't contagious. And I mean, just think about it. The NBA had 172 people enter through safety protocols yeah. over the past two weeks to the point of where. Uh, by the way, the single day high was 24. Well, actually, no, it was. I think it was in the 40s. Actually, that the single day high was. Yeah. To the point of where they're actually signing. They're ha- they're allowing teams to uh, to have it not count against the salary cap. They're allowing teams to sign former players to then to 10 day hardship contracts. Which is basically, yeah. you know, that you could almost call them COVID contracts. They're almost practice uh, practice squad player contracts, almost. Where right. they can be used, they can be used, but 
they don't necessarily have to be used. It's more for in case of emergency. You know, that's that's kind of probably going to be the new standard almost as long as COVID is around here. Yeah. I, I almost have to wonder – uh, going back to the NFL, with there being a practice squad and, you know, there's a limit apparently to how many times a team can call up a practice squad player until they would have to subject sure them to is. waivers. Uh, I think it's like twice a team can call up a player twice from the practice squad before they would have to subject them to waivers. I wonder if maybe they might eliminate that uh, entirely to where a player can be called up can be called up or sent down as many times as as many times as a team sees fit. Right. In order to prevent some of these uh some of these issues uh involving COVID from taking place. And how about this? Uh t- you know, Tom Going away from COVID for a little bit here, the, a weird-ass story here. A New Jersey man apparently posed as a former Patriots player in a fraudulent mm-hmm. effort to obtain Super Bowl rings. Uh, he ended up pleading guilty last week to five charges of, uh, of fraud. And to establish legitimacy – he said he was giving the rings to members of Tom Brady's family. 20, uh, a 24-year-old guy from New Jersey pled guilty five felony, to five felony charges of wire fraud, mail fraud, and aggravated identity theft. Hmm. As back in 2017... He purchased a 2016 Super Bowl ring from a Patriots player who had left the team. The guy ended up ripping off the player with at least one bad check, and then he ordered three rings with with the name Brady engraved on them. Uh-huh. Later that year, later that year, the guy then sold the rings at an auction house for a hundred thousand dollars. One of those rings sold for $337,000 at an auction back in 2018. And, this, you know, this isn't the first time uh, over the last couple of years that, that something odd like this has happened. As uh, following their historic comeback over the Atlanta Falcons in Super Bowl 51 – uh, Brady's jersey was stolen from the locker room only to be found in the possession of a member of the international media. Hmm. And the jersey the jersey had been assigned a value of $500,000 if it were to have been sold. Uh-huh. So, I mean, obviously this guy is going to be going to be going away for quite a while here at, at his his Good. life at 24 years old is pretty much over for uh, trying to uh, trying to commit fraud, basically. Yeah, but let's face it. This is the only way somebody who lives in New Jersey right now is going to get a ring. 
Oh, my God. Oh, come yeah, on, really? Yeah, you're, you're probably right. Uh-huh. You're probably right. Yeah, you might be right about that, Tom. The Jets and Giants are just in such a bad shape right now that, yeah, fraud is probably the only way they're going to get one. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely um, it's it's one it's one quite quite the way to to earn money. I'll put it that way. Uh, with yes. with how this uh, obviously it backfired on this guy. But um, by the way, before I forget a. Uh, a happy uh, a happy anniversary, I should say, for Whispers. Uh, tomorrow will mark the 11th year that the Whispers groups have been in existence. Huh. That uh, 11 wow. years, 11 years uh, tomorrow, Jim, uh, who, who's going to be joining us in a little bit here, uh, will have uh, will have started the first group. That he uh, that he had started up the uh, uh, for uh, for Facebook Survivor Whispers, eleven year anniversary. And I've only been here for five. Yeah, and and uh, and Tom actually he was a uh, he was a mod for uh, I think what what was it Tom a couple a couple of years I think. I want to say it was like three. Three years around something something like that. Yeah. Right. I got to tell you, man. Before I had to step away. Yeah, but I got I got to tell you, man. There there are people there are people around whispers that miss you. Yeah. Yeah. There's uh. You know we've had we've obviously the the whispers has gone through a little bit of, a little bit of turmoil over the past uh, you know the past the past year or so uh but you know it's it's just amazing looking looking back now uh the fact that in about well i don't know what time he actually started it but we'll just say in about an hour and a half it'll be about the 11th uh the 11 the 11 year anniversary of the whispers groups But uh, you know anybody anybody who may be uh, who may be listening, we do have about thirty minutes left to go in the live portion of our show uh, before we go into the extra overtime hour. If you want to call in, you can call in at six, ooh, excuse me at six five seven three eight three one three zero eight. Obviously, if you guys haven't done so yet, you can subscribe to the Missy AE podcast by going to blogtalkradio.com slash Missy AE, or you can subscribe on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, or Amazon Music uh, by typing in Missy AE, and you'll get access to not just all the Sports Whispers weekly shows, but uh, Survivor, uh, the Survivor recaps, Big Brother recaps. We are going to be doing a uh, a recap show for Celebrity Big Brother that is set to take place, I believe, in February. I don't, I don't know what, I don't know what what month it is. Likely. I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to double check on that. Uh, yeah, it's because I February. heard that it. 
Oh, okay. Because I I had heard that it was getting uh, that it was getting pushed back a little bit. So I don't know if it was yeah, still in I, I February think it's getting, or it got pushed back till closer to the end of February. I think it only got pushed back by a couple of weeks. Oh, okay. Oh, I think they're going to try to get with the Olympics. Oh, wait. When are the when are the Olympics? Um, the it starts uh, February third, actually. Okay. Well, right. Then the I, I think Big Brother is going to be the last Sunday in February. Is when it's ah, going to start. Yeah. Yeah, I have, from from what I had read was that it would be, it would uh, Big Brother would would at least coincide a little bit with the Olympics, uh, but you know what? Uh, Happened last time. Before I say anything, before I say anything further, uh, let me introduce uh, the man who is responsible for the upcoming 11 year anniversary of Whispers. Uh, without him. Uh, we would not have the uh, the groups. We would not have the podcast. We would not have anything that Whispers has brought to uh, to everybody. Uh, Jim, welcome to the show. Hey, Steve, how's it going? Happy New Year, buddy. Happy New Year, man. It's uh, hello, boss. It's been it's been quite uh, it's been quite the uh, quite the holiday break. I'll put it that way. <laughs> well, that's. That's that's what we like. I mean, you know, we bust our ass all year long and whisper. Yeah. Everything we can think of. Hello, is this breaking up for everybody else or just yeah, me? yeah, uh, Jim? I think you're breaking up a little bit. Uh, you're going yeah. in and out on uh, yeah. On our okay, end. all right. See, I, there I you tried go. Now it. We can hear you. Yeah, now I know. I tried it. I tried it. I <laughs> I was just trying to see if it would work. Um, it, it's t- time to go to five G there, Jim. Well, I yeah. mean, Tom. I mean. I mean, I tried it earlier. Um, I think it was on a Survivor podcast. Um, I was trying to use the speaker thing where I didn't have to actually pick up the phone, and it didn't work very well, and everybody was like, oh, you're breaking up, you're breaking up, you're breaking up. And so I I tried it again tonight, and it failed again. (laughs) Yeah, I mean it started off it started off good, but then uh, all of a sudden it I don't I don't know what was I don't know what was going on, but <laughs> I, I don't it, know. It just I don't kept, know. I don't know. But, but Jim, anyway, uh, congratulations, anyway, congratulations anyway, by the way, Jim, on eleven years. Wow. Oh, I know. I, I, I and, and JJ and I we are very. I mean, it may not seem much to a lot of people, but I think it does to the people in Whispers. Um, we're very pr- we're we're very proud of that. That's a long time to have done what we've done, and still keep it going, and still keep it growing. So.
so we're we're very proud of that. Um, but uh, you know, I I, I, I want to anyone who's listening tonight, and I know there's going to be some people who play this back tomorrow. Um, Happy New Year! Um, I know who you are, uh, and um, I'm I'm just I'm you know. I'm happy to be here on the first Sports Whispers podcast of 2022, baby. Yeah. Yeah, and here's here's hoping that uh, with uh, with how 2021 ended with uh, in the world of sports, here's hoping that 2022 can actually uh, can actually bring us a little bit of joy, as opposed to uh, maybe we can eventually get through this whole COVID. Uh, this whole COVID era that uh, seemingly is creeping back into the world of sports. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's kind of creeping Everything back else. in because it's kind of creeping back in because of that other virus, not COVID. Yeah. It's it's the other one. Um, Omicron. I don't. I I can't even remember the name of it yet. I know here locally. Omicron. I know here locally. It's uh. It's kind of off the charts. I mean, we. I mean, you know, we're in a we're in a very small area in Arkansas, and there were over almost almost 500 cases just yesterday in one day. So, um, mm. I mean, yeah, the uh, it's the it's the uh, the Omicron variant. That uh, yeah, there that you go. Been, that's, uh, that's it. That's that's sweeping. Uh, yes, that's it. I think I worry about it when it becomes the unicron. <laughs> the unicron. Uh, <laughs> Omicron, unicron. You know, uh, hey, it's it's Will a, it be a couple cron letters too? away from a unicorn. <laughs> yes. So 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 Steve, I hear my, I I hear my tag team partner Tom. On here tonight, do I hear yep. Lou? Is, is yeah, Lou that's or right. Is there anybody I, I, else here? Uh, right here, Jim. Tim in the chat. We have Tim in the chat room, yeah. but uh, we do have Lou and Tom. Uh, I was kind of surprised because Lou at first told me that uh, that he probably wouldn't be able to make it until next week. So I was surprised oh, when I wow. was when I was starting up. When I was starting up, I was getting ready to, uh, you know, to kind of uh, buy some time a little bit uh, for okay. either you or uh, or Tom to join in. And then when I heard Lou, yeah. I was like, whoa, I was not expecting that because uh, I was moving well, I was moving forward with the possibility that uh, that Lou wouldn't be able to join me until uh, until next week. Well, I'm, I'm glad Lou's here. And Lou, you have Thanks, done... Yeah. Lou, you've done really good in our uh, games gridiron game this season. You're, you're. Yeah, I heard. You are around the top. You, you might can oh. still win this thing. Maybe yeah. you're in the, you're in a three-way tie for second right now, Lou. You, uh, oh. you're about five behind the leader, which. I mean, honestly, that could be made up within the span of a within the span of a week yeah, or two. Yeah, so. you got you got to consider, Lou. You got to consider. We have to add in. We have to add in about uh, almost thirty games from the bowl bonanza. 
there was one time the Patriots dominated and played it real smart and won. Yeah. And the second time the Bills did. So, I mm-hmm. mean, you know, they're even one to one, and it depends on what else happens um, within the league as to where they end up. But uh, oh no, definitely. De- definitely, you know the. Uh, I- I'm I'm not taking that away from the Bills. I think the Bills definitely outplayed the Patriots last week. You know, my whole thing was, okay, if you're gonna have, if you're gonna have uh, what happened in Buffalo when uh, Josh Allen was pushed out of bounds, when he was already out of bounds and he got pushed by a Patriots player. And they call him for unnecessary roughness. Yet, when Mac Jones goes out of bounds and gets essentially, as Tom put it, horse collar tackled by uh, <laughs> by Jerry Hughes, and then they throw the flag, they throw the flag, they consult, and then they pick it up, claiming that it was incidental contact. I'm sorry, but a horse collar tackle is an incidental contact, and Hughes claims that oh yeah. I was trying to keep I was trying to to prevent him from injuring himself. You almost well, blew out his knee just doing the thing. I I think I mean this is hard to accept for some and for others they're like, "Well, yeah, I totally get it." But the refs make mistakes. They make mistakes. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it helps you and sometimes it doesn't. Um, and I, I, don't, I don't know what else you can say about it other than they're human and that's how it is. It's not like they have an agenda where... No, they want the Bills to win or they want the Patriots to win. Um, I don't know. I I mean, yeah. I I I'm 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 just like every other fan and I scream and holler, you missed that call. Come on, my god. Come on, come on. Yeah. But in the end, it is what it is, and I mean the results are accepted by the NFL. All right, sorry about that. I uh, I had to uh, reconnect. Uh, I had to reconnect myself to so hopefully. I wouldn't get disconnected like what like what sometimes would happen. Um, right. But I've uh, I have to call back in. Um, you know, another topic I wanted to I wanted to bring up tonight was the the fact that we've had steroids. Ooh. Brock Lesnar just won. Yeah. Brock Lesnar. That's what I'm yeah. reacting to. Brock Lesnar just won the belt, and he wow. pinned, and he pinned Big E to do so in the Fatal Five yeah. way. 
Yeah. So. Jim, uh, you know, just a quick reaction here. The, this kind of seems like they're probably could we potentially be getting rid of the brand split maybe? Because it's obvious they've been building up Lesnar versus Reigns. Could we see maybe a potential title unification? Yeah, we're we're definitely going to see. We are definitely going to see a unification between him and Reigns. I mean, they call yeah. it day one for a reason. Yeah, it's the part. Yeah. I guess day one is now going to be the start of maybe the start of uh, of the WWE calendar every year now, instead of it being the day know. after WrestleMania. I don't know. I I just know that when Reigns came down, I, I know when Reigns came down with COVID. I told you today. I said they're going to do something crazy tonight. Something's yeah. going to happen that you're not expecting, and we just saw it. <laughs> I mean, it was a pretty good reign for Big E, though. Uh, 110 days for his first time as WWE champion. You know, there's been there's been reigns that have lasted shorter than that. So yeah, but now, but now if you're Vince, you're done with that reign, and you're into 2022. And yep. you're going to move on. You're going to move on now. You're moving on from Big E. He, mm-hmm. He's not. I don't think Big E is going to be in the title picture anymore. He'll get a rematch, maybe on Raw. It won't be on a pay-per-view, maybe on Raw. Um, but uh, I, I think uh, I think Big E is done. But would you would you still consider him to be upper level though? Like maybe he won't be in the no. title picture, but no, 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 no. I I I I mean I like the guy, but I I don't see that. I think he he's going to end up being back with New Day, and that's what it's going to be. New Day, New Day. So Brock is now a nine-time world champion. Wow. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, well. We do have, uh, with, about, with about nine minutes to go until the overtime, uh, we do have JB joining us on the call here uh, to mourn his Cincinnati uh, Bearcats. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, oh. boy. Tom, Tom, please, yes. please help me in laying out some flowers to mourn JB's Cincinnati Bearcats. We are gathered here today uh, <laughs> to honor the memory of the Cincinnati Bearcats. I'm 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 still I'm I'm still crying. I really am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, JB, JB. I was really hoping they're gonna pull up the upset. JB, JB, I, I I teased you and teased you and teased you because I you know, know I'm a you, you know I'm a super SEC fan because oh of I know. But I will I will tell you. I feel your pain. I understand 
that was your team, and it hurts. It stings. It does. So I understand. I understand how you feel. Well, let me let me just say this. I knew going in that uh, it really, you know, who who do, who do you really who do you really uh, blame for uh, for the Bearcats being ranked number four? It's not the Bearcats' fault, really. I blame I blame the people that uh, you know vote for these uh, teams because well, I mean, and I mean, even, it, it even was it was JB. It was kind of a tough situation. It was kind of a tough situation because other teams this season were losing games like Ohio State, Notre Dame, Oregon, mm-hmm. Oklahoma, they were losing games. And then you got this one team that just, they they don't lose. They're not losing. They're not. We, we, it was kind of like they were forced to put them up there. It's like, okay, um, we can't just ignore them because, they're undefeated, so we have to do right. this, even though we know Alabama's going to kick the shit out of them. Oh, I'm, I know. And so, I'm, I mean, and, I mean, it, and I, yeah. I mean, I mean, and I don't. Here, here's the question: I don't know. Moving forward, I think it's going to eventually go beyond four teams it's going to be eight or twelve but if we don't moving forward does this hurt another team that's say 11 and 0 but they're not in a big conference Mm. just because of what happened to Cincinnati that's a good question and 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 let let me add this. I know that uh you can put like uh oh Georgia and Alabama let me just say hypothetically if they were like uh oh seven and three or something like that, I can still see them ranked close to they might not be number one but they would be very close to number one huh. yeah yeah I understand what you're saying I I, I get it you and know I'm because not, no I, and I'm not I, I, get saying, it, I get it JV I mean they yeah, have the I'm name not say, I'm they not have saying the that they will you know uh, deserved to be ranked number four because even yeah, I'd I'd say like a month and a half ago when they were ranked number six, I yeah. even posted on Sports Whispers that I didn't think that the uh, bear, and I think I said bear, uh, I think I said Bengals, and I meant Bearcats. Yeah, and 
I, I posted maybe a month and a half ago, and I said, I don't, I don't think that the Bearcats deserve to be ranked as high as they were, and I think they were ranked number six. Well, I think I think the yeah. problem, JB, JB, I think the problem is when you're on that committee and you're trying to rank the top four, and you got this one team. Okay, they're not in a Power Five conference, but yeah. they are undefeated. They have a win over Notre Dame. They have a pretty um, high-noted head coach. You, 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 you really can't keep them out of the top four. You have to put them in there. Sounds like somebody's on the. Sounds like somebody's on the John. Yeah, I know. I hear it. I don't know who it is. <laughs> but but do, you, do, you under, do you understand what I'm saying, JB? It's not. It's like. Yeah. I mean, common sense. We know they really probably don't belong there. But if you look at the stats, yeah, and you look at the other teams, and you look at who has done what. You kind of have to put them there. And really, uh, you know, to say something positive about the uh, Bearcats, they were the only team in the NCAA to go undefeated this this season. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. They had a lot, a lot of positives a lot of positives where the ones who were voting on the top four they that's just they 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 couldn't leave them out so um i I think it's a situation where you can't you can't blame the ones who picked the final four, and you can't blame Cincinnati. Right. You know, I mean, if you're Cincinnati and you get in that damn final four, you're going to do it. Um, and if you're on the committee and you have to pick four teams, I don't see how you can leave Cincinnati out. Yeah. So right. I mean I mean it, I mean it it is what it is like I told you JB when we started talking about it in whispers it is what it is <laughs> and they end up having to play Alabama and it's like you know it's like funeral time here we go we're going to the Steve, funeral you, you know they're not gonna, you know Alabama's not going to lose so right yeah Yep, we got under a minute, and uh, Tim has uh, officially joined us on the sports podcast for the first time ever, I think. What's up, uh, Timmy? Hello, Tim, 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 Tim. Yeah. <laughs> Tim, what do you, well, Tim, what do you, you think about that? 
Tim, what are Tim? What are your thoughts about that? I mean, it, it's it's well, it's kind of controversial, but did Cincinnati deserve a Final Four slot? Absolutely. Or not? Absolutely, they went undefeated. Um, Great in their schedule last weekend. I saw a tweet that showed that Cincinnati actually held their own against Alabama a lot better compared to everybody except for except for Clemson. Right. And so uh, like, if Arkansas you're, if, if might. You're doing, if you're, Arkansas yeah. Well, I mean, hold, hold on. I mean, and like they were show like this tweet I saw. Who's okay? That someone's uh someone. Yeah, that might I, be don't know, I don't. I don't. I don't know what that is, Steve, but there. There's some serious background stuff. That might be Tom, background, right? so. that might yeah, be Tom's background because. Yeah, my kids on, watch me, the uh, Star Wars. Yeah, somebody's on the John. <laughs> well, anyway. <laughs> but, yeah, okay. Tim. Tim, I yeah. mean, yeah, I mean. The sweet I saw. Ex- hey, listen, Tim. Exclude SEC teams because, you know, they battle and fight each other yeah. every week. The Hogs lost to Alabama at Bama by seven. Texas A&M beat them. Um, Auburn almost beat them. I mean, forget all of the SEC stuff. We, we're, we're talking national championship now. Um, and, and we're discussing if Cincinnati deserved to be there, even though they're not from a big-time conference. Absolutely. But yet they I think were it, undefeated, and right. they beat Notre Dame. Yeah, I absolutely think uh, they deserve to be there. Like, Notre Dame was the next best team. It's like, how are you going to excuse putting Notre Dame in over Cincinnati when Cincinnati beat Notre Dame, you know? And the other team didn't do anything to really, you know, prove themselves. Yeah. yeah. Like, all the other teams had two losses, I think. Yeah, it was a it was a crazy year for NCAA because um, with with how they can transfer now on on the uh, yeah. transfer transfer portal and all of that crap um, teams teams um, get more equal than they used to because of that transfer portal. I mean, they can get players who are unhappy somewhere else and who may be really good players. Uh Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a terribly big fan of the transfer portal, to be honest. Yeah, right. I'm not. E- I'm not either in football. But I, I I think like, I like think I told you to and Steve, modified. like I told you and Steve today in basketball, I can't complain because the Hogs have used it very well. But I don't really like where it looks like this is going. Yeah. 
I definitely think it needs to at least be modified, maybe even outright eliminated. Yeah. So, um, Tom, Tom, how huge after the win against the Patriots? How huge is the excitement with the Bills right now? Well, I mean, it's it's give and take because, you know, things have been wonky this season. I mean, we lost to Jacksonville and everything else. So it's still uh, kind of tempered because we haven't locked it down yet. I mean, we have to beat Atlanta and we have to beat the Jets in order to, you know, make sure we win that division or hope you right. guys lose to Jacksonville or uh, I'm not sure who oh. you have your last game. Miami. Oh, uh, Miami. Miami. You got Miami? Yeah, so yeah, we need yeah. you to lose to either Jacksonville or Miami for us well, to we'll, make sure. Tom, Tom, we'll, I'm telling you right now, it's a guarantee. It's almost like every season. We'll lose to Miami on the last yeah, game of the year. We, all, we always do. We always no, that's, do. Single that's year. the reason every why single year we're Belichick in the position the we are right off. now is because you guys lost to Miami in the first week. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Otherwise, that's, that's you because know, that's you because guys we were still, still be number one in the division. Yeah, that's because but, but, we were still we but, were still here, trying here, to uh, see who Mac is. But here, here's the thing, Tom. Here, here's what we need to look at. I mean, we just talked a little bit about the conference. You know, we, you know, it's Patriots, Bills. Pay, who's going to win the conference? Forget that. Forget that. I, I mean, let's right. say they're going to both make the playoffs, which they probably are. Um, how good can your Bills do in the playoffs? And specifically, I'm going to ask you specifically if you have to play the Chiefs again because I'm – sort of sick of seeing Mahomes do what he does, and I'd rather see Allen doing it. Well, I will say this. Ever since the second half of the Tampa game, we have looked like a different team. I think up until halftime of that Tampa game, we were kind of we were kind of had kind of lost our identity and you know we weren't playing the type of ball we were playing last year even though Allen has basically the same kind of numbers he had last year and yeah. you know Diggs is still having the same kind of numbers he had last year going into this week so it's not like they've missed a step Right. They're just, you know, for a few weeks there, they were not playing the same kind of football they played last year. Yeah. The problem is is those couple of games. Those couple of games, the Bills refused to allow Allen, their franchise player, to take control of the game. Well, um, I, I... I, I'm not I'm not their coach and I know they have a very good coach, but if I'm their coach 
and I'm in a very crucial game. I'm going to let Josh Allen do whatever the hell he wants to do. Because exactly. I'm going to trust, I'm 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 going to trust what he can do. Run it, throw it. I don't care. I'm going to trust him. Yeah, but the downside yeah. on that is when he did that a couple of weeks ago, he ended up in a walking boot for most of the week. True. Yeah. But that was more for precautionary, though. Right, but I, I'd rather not take those chances with him too. Well, yeah, I agree. I agree, Tom. I agree. Because you're going to want you your franchise player I agree. out on that You don't want to see your quarterback doing that, but he does have that capability of doing it. Oh, he definitely has that capability. He's actually so, leading the league in yards per rush. Right, right. You're right. You're you're exactly right. You're right. So, um I don't know. I it, this this year is going to be very interesting in the AFC and the NFC because we really don't have a team that we can look at and say, "Oh, well, <laughs> they're going to the Super Bowl." We don't nope. have that this year in either AFC or NFC. Even though everyone seems to want to crown the Packers, everyone knows Tampa went up there and beat the Packers last year. So um, I think it's, it's going to be a lot of fun watching. Um there ain't no telling who's going to get there. The way I look at it, we have a lot of fun years coming up. Because if you look at the quarterback play in the league right now, and you just look at you know the way people are progressing, like your Burrow, your uh, oh he's good, uh, he Herbert, is good. Los Angeles, Dak yeah. is lighting it up in Dallas. I mean, these young quarterbacks are now really starting to get it going that there are going to be so many tight games between these quarterbacks coming up that it's going to be at least a few years where you're going to have some really great Kelly versus Marino or uh, Manning versus Brady type games almost every week. Right. I agree. I agree. And I'm I'm glad you brought up Joe Burrow. Um, JB, if you're still on here, I yeah. am a huge fan of Joe Burrow. That guy is badass. The Bengals have, I mean, they have their quarterback for the next 10 or 12 years. If only they can protect the quarterback. They need some yeah. guys to protect the quarterback. Yeah. That but was their big I, I'm, problem last I'm, year. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, when you look at quarterbacks and how they how they make their uh, moves, how they make their progressions and their checkdowns and 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 what they do, Joe Burrow, 
That dude is bad ass. He is good. <laughs> the way I the way I see the way I see it, Jim, offense, they're all uh, you know, as far as weapons, they're all set. You know, they got the run game, they got the necessary weapons for Burrow to throw to. Defense is no I mean I mean defense could be better, but uh, you know, defense isn't really their problem. The exactly what J B said, the reason why Burrow got injured last year and ruined his rookie season early is because he literally had no pass protection whatsoever. I mean, maybe even worse than the Patriots last year. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. When you get in the playoffs, what do you need? Three or four wins? Can Cincinnati get hot? Can can they get hot with uh, Burrows and Mixon and outscore everybody. See? Yeah. They yeah, could. They, they they honestly the, could do that. Could could uh you know could the it's Titans three, do it it's with only Derrick wins. Henry when he comes back? Sure. They could do it. I mean, could the Pacers do it with their defense and Belichick? Yeah. Can the Bills do it with their quarterback? And their coach, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. it's going to be really fun to watch this season, I think. Yeah, and and like you said, too, I'm not sold on the Packers either because everybody wants to crown the Packers, but yet you got Dallas, who's 11-4. and four, You got the Rams, who are 11-4. and four, And, I mean, they, they literally have given up their next – two years of drafting in order to well, try let, and let me, let me, next two let me years. Ask you so. this. Let me let me ask you this. We went through this last year. Let me ask you this. We've already been through this. NFC championship game to decide who goes to the Super Bowl. The Packers are playing at home against Tampa Bay. Are you going to count Tampa Bay and Brady out of that game? No. Even with their even I mean, with their depleted secondary, all you need is a pissed off Brady. And yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't give a fuck about their defense. I don't give a crap about nothing except I know they got Tom Brady. If they got Tom Brady, as, they got a chance. As long as Bruce Arians. Yep. As long as Bruce Arians decides to stay out of it, if he decides to if he decides to stay out of it and let Brady do his thing, let Brady make the calls, I have a feeling that they'll have no problem. The reason yeah. why so, the Buccaneers have lost some of the games this year is because Arians has, Arians decided he knows more about what calls need to be called than Brady does. Well, and I, and I do think they suffered a ton of injuries. They they went through yeah. a lot of injuries, which all teams go through injuries. But I think Tampa went through a few more than most teams have. But oh yeah, it's, I'm I'm just saying a lot. I'm just saying I do understand how good how good Green Bay is. I do get that. And I understand how the analysts 
and announcers on TV say, oh, my God, they got to go through Green Bay. Oh, my God, you can't go through Green Bay. Um, Tampa, Tampa, Tampa did it last season, and it can be done. So don't, don't tell me that bull crap. All you need all It you may need not be Tampa, it may be another team, but just because Green Bay's playing at home, it don't mean they're gonna win. Yeah, all you need is for Aaron Rodgers right. to all of a sudden not give a shit again like he sometimes does. And <laughs> if that happens then you know, you you don't want to be facing the Buccaneers if if Rodgers has one of those type of games where he just doesn't give a shit and you know is just gonna gonna throw the game away essentially. I Which think has you guys know as well. Occasion. I think you guys know as well as I do. Aaron Rodgers is penchant for choking in the championship game. True. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, for all the ones that, all the people that want to put Aaron Rodgers as the greatest quarterback ever, um, look, look at his record. Look at his record. Yeah. Yes. That's uh, that speaks for itself, right there. And I'm not Are saying you- he's. I'm not saying he's not good. He is. He's damn good. But I don't think he I I have never understood why he was in the conversation as the best ever. It's because uh, you know what? I I was going to make an argument for uh for for some of his passes, but that doesn't even make any sense at all because uh, you know Brady Brady has made some of the same passes. If if you're talking about the best ever, you're talking about the best ever. You're talking about Brady with all his Super Bowl wins. You're talking about Peyton Manning. As bad as I don't like him, he's got he's got the stats. Um Joe, I mean, Joe Montana. Come on. I mean, Joe Namath. I mean, yeah. I don't understand how Aaron Rodgers is in this conversation. Hell, Brett Favre did more than Aaron Rodgers. Exactly. Well, Rodgers did. Rodgers did just pass Brett Favre for. For touchdowns, I guess as a uh, uh, as a Packer, apparently. I mean, I mean, I mean, Brett even got run out of town and went to Minnesota and took them to the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. and then he and then he went to the Jets, and well, let's face it, nobody can take the Jets to the playoffs. So no, yeah, but he, unfortunately not. Yeah, but he ended up with. Uh, uh, I think you guys got with, that backwards, uh, though. I think he went uh, to the up, Jets up and with, then Minnesota. Up, up with the Jets. Mm. Brett ended yeah, up with, right. a, the Jets with a hot female writer that he shouldn't have. <laughs> 
yeah, that's right. Correct. He did go to the. Well, he, Brett Favre is exactly to, uh, the most upstanding human. So. Yeah, well, I get that, Tim. I get that, Tim. But I, I don't know. I, I, I still like Favre. I like, I like how he was such a gunslinger. You know. You know, Jim. I, uh, I want to bring up another, uh, another question that I was gonna, I was gonna bring this up before uh, the whole Brock Lesnar uh, thing happened. Uh, we have the Baseball Hall of Fame voting that's currently going on right now. Uh, where so far, so far, there's been quite a few public ballots that have been unveiled uh, through about 112 ballots out of out of 392. 112 have been revealed already, and. Some of the notable names that are currently above the 75% mark are steroid users, like Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, uh, and David Ortiz. Even though it, he was, even though he tested positive, it was never confirmed what steroid he took or if it was banned at the time. Uh, right. And even Rob, even Rob Manfred is, has told the uh, the Hall of Fame voters to disregard that positive test when it comes to David Ortiz. Uh, you know, I guess, I guess the big question is, you know, should do you believe that steroids should prevent players from potentially uh, making it into the Hall? Very, very. Good question. Very good question. And I think this will be a good topic to hear everyone's opinion. My personal opinion is I do think it was such widespread that so many others were doing it that how can we blame this person or that person because they were so good? So if we remove the drugs, were, would they have been that good? But I'm, I mean, admittedly, I am a traditionalist. I like baseball like it was set up to be. I don't want a DH in the NL. I didn't care to have a DH in the AL. Um, I'm very traditional. And the other thing, thing I want to add to this. Therefore, when I get to this question about the roids, I would not vote them in. I would not give my vote to them. Even though I think they probably would have earned it without it, they didn't. They they didn't earn it without it. And players like Keith Hernandez, who was so good with the Cardinals, the Mets, the Red Sox, uh, I mean, not Red Sox, but the Mets, um, 
and he got banned because he did drugs. Pete Rose got banned because he gambled. But now we're right. gonna now we're gonna let people in the Hall of Fame even though they did steroids. I, I just I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't I, I go can't, for that. I, I can't. Yeah, I, if you're gonna I let steroid users, I can't. In, I can't vote might... for that. I can't do that. No. If you're gonna let steroid users in, then you gotta let Pete Rose in. You gotta let uh, Shoeless Joe Jackson in potentially, like some of the White Sox who got banned for throwing games. You gotta consider them too. Well, what, and... what the, the the Pete Rose thing, I, I just I, I just need to get this out there because I find it very hypocritical by Major League Baseball for banning him from the league for uh, for gambling on his own games when yet they have a gambling partner. The league has a gambling partnership now, like the NFL does, with various betting. Uh, Various betting sites or Vegas, you know, MGM and stuff like that. I just find it absolutely right. hilarious. Yeah, and, and the thing, Steve, the thing with Pete, the thing with Pete was, and I, I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a Reds fan, Phillies fan, whatever. Pete was, I mean, I respect his game, but yeah, um, with the gambling thing. And I I mean I don't know how you can distinguish this if you're trying to figure out guilty or not guilty. He never bet against his damn team. He always bet on his team. So if if you're trying to figure out, oh, he threw games. No, no, he, no, no he, he didn't. didn't. He was betting for his team to win. Yeah. Yeah, the other thing is, too, is, like, who died and made the writers the moral police anyway? Like, I thought this was supposed to be about their on-field accomplishments, not what they did. Yeah, and, and, and Tim, yeah. Tim, some of the writers, some of the writers I've seen, I mean, <laughs> just to be blunt, they need to be removed because... I agree with that. It's, oh, yeah. it's ridiculous. Oh, yeah. At what they vote for. Yeah. Jim, there, have been, there, there have been at least three writers in this year's crop so far that the last person they voted for to get into the hall was Jeter a couple of years ago. Ever since him, they have submitted nothing but blank ballots, a couple of writers have, every year since Jeter. Uh-huh. If if you're gonna submit a blank ballot, why the hell do you even have a vote? Why should yeah. your vote even be counted? You know? Yeah. Uh Tom, I know you're more football, but uh what do you think about that about the uh the Hall of Fame for baseball? I'm with you. I I think, you know, the asterisks on a lot of their stats should automatically disqualify them from Hall of Fame. I mean, if you have that asterisk on their stats, it's there for a reason. 
Right. Okay, right. he's the home run leader, but here's an asterisk because he did it under these pretenses. Well, right, okay, exactly. well, that automatically disqualifies you. And while we're talking uh, Hall of Fames, fuck the NFL Hall of Fame for keeping Devin Hester on the ballot and cutting Steve Tasker. You know, that's oh, a yeah, very that's good right, point. That, no, that's no, right, wait a minute now. That's thing. a very good point. Because if you go back and you look at the Bills' history, Steve Tasker, I mean, nowadays we look at players as, oh, I mean, like like Steve with, with the Patriots. They've got a couple of guys that we look at like, oh, they they're all pro because they're so good on special teams. Yeah. Well... Well, well, to Tom's point, to Tom's point, go back to Tasker. Revolutionized their position in football. They changed, and Steve Tasker completely changed what the gunner does in football. Right. He completely changed what they do on special teams because of Steve Tasker. And if you're going to put Devin Hester in because of what he did ahead of Steve Tasker, you're completely shitting on what Steve did as a football player. Right. Uh, I agree. I agree. Honestly, I, I agree. I agree. I totally agree. Steve Tasker should be considered. And I do think Devin Hester should be considered. But if you're going to consider Devin Hester, you should consider Steve Tasker. Uh, uh, so Jim, Tom, I want to I want to ask what your opinion on Kurt Schilling's candidacy is. Um, I, you know, I you, you I mean, come on, you know I'm a Red Sox fan, so you know I loved what Schilling did with the Sox, but huge but, I'm not a huge fan of his. Um, oh, neither am I. Right. Um, the only bigger ass wiping. I mean, in the he, I mean, he, he, pit, he, pit, he pitched with the Diamondbacks, and it was like him and Randy Phillies. Johnson were like, what a one-two combo they were. Um, if you look at, if you look at the career stats, I don't think he gets in. No, no, his stat line doesn't really scream Hall of Famer. I mean, maybe, maybe a team Hall of Famer, yeah. Like maybe, maybe he would enter the Red Sox Hall of Fame or something. But yeah, uh, you know, as far as and see, and see, I'm saying that being a Red Sox fan, but I do not see Schilling getting getting in. I I don't see it. No. Problem is, Jim. No. I think his. I, I uh, and you know maybe uh, maybe it's because I'm a Red Sox fan, but I I don't think the reason why he's not getting in. I don't think it's because of his numbers. I believe it's because mm. of his uh, of his political stance. And you know, you know how I wouldn't even uh, say it's how, his political stance as much as his comments he's made. Well, well, yeah, that's what I'm here's trying to thing, say. Here's the thing with me. Here's the thing with me. I don't think that helped him any. I think it hurt him 
But what I'm saying is even without that, and we go back and we just look at his career and his stats, I don't think he gets in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, I'm bringing up his uh, his stat line right now. Actually, uh, two two hundred and sixteen and one forty six was his career record, uh, with a career ERA of three point four six through five hundred sixty nine games. I mean, three point four six ERA for career. That's Hall of Fame. I don't think so. No. No, no. He would have to be. He he would have to be below three. Uh, Jim uh, Jim Cotton yeah. got elected into the Hall of Fame recently. Had a pretty high ERA himself. <laughs> Let me pull up Cotton. Uh, I mean, I didn't think I didn't think Jim Cotton had gotten in. Yeah, Cotton was three point four five. I mean, not. I mean, I mean, everybody knows I love the Red Sox. And he was a big part of their success, but Jack Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame. I I I don't see it. I just don't see it. I see it. Pedro, Jack Pedro, hell yeah, Pedro, hell yeah. And uh, by the way, Omar is three point nine. I'm looking at uh, Omar Vizquel. He is up to, uh, uh, for the net positive or negative among returning voters, Omar Vizquel in his fifth year, after the accusations that came out uh, about him, what was it, Tim, domestic assault or something? Something like that. Something along those lines. He he, He has the highest amount of losses among all players, losing 33 votes from returning voters. And it's a shame, too, because he should, he should probably be in. I mean, that is probably one of the biggest, uh, one of the biggest loss counts that I've, uh, that I've seen in quite some time when it comes to Hall of Fame voting. But uh, look, you know, looking at some other uh, names here, Sheffield and Billy Wagner—they're both at around forty-seven percent. A Rod mm-hmm. is at forty-six point four for his first year. Uh, obviously, there's still plenty of—they uh, still have well over seventy percent of the vote yet to uh, to uh, be announced, but. Yeah. Right now, it says so, the only so person Steve, that's on track is Ortiz. Who does it look like yeah. is getting in? Who does it look like? Ortiz. And they say, even then, they said yeah, it's going to be barely. And, they said and it's he's be the barely. only one? Nobody else is getting in? The only, clo- the only closest one after that would be Scott Rowland. And even then, he's going to fall short. Yeah. What, a, what about Bond? Where where is he now? Uh, right now, he is currently. I at thought 80%. he was right after Ortiz. Yeah, he is. He's at eighty point four percent, but they're saying that he's not doing he's not doing uh, as well as he should with the private with the private votes. Okay. Yeah. 
So that basically, basically he, he's not basically, getting. He, basically, it looks like Ortiz is getting in, and then we have no idea if anybody else is getting yeah. in. Probably right. no, probably no one else. If Fonz and Clemens, Clemens gets in, get in, it'll probably be by whatever era committee in the future. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm glad Ortiz will get in. I think he deserves it. Sounds. Um, it sounds like yes. Roland may potentially get in next year. From, wow. Uh, mm-hmm. From the uh, the amount of gains that he's had this year, uh, and it see, sounds that, like that, Scott Roland will be will that, be next year. Um, that that's kind of iffy with me because, um, I mean, I know who he is. I know his career. I know what he did. But Hall of Fame? Is he Hall of Fame? I don't know. Yeah, I don't I know. I don't know, man. I, think I don't know. know. I don't know. Can I to me, to me, Hall of Fame, you've got to be like somebody that you're going to, you know, fans are going to look at forever. I, I don't think fans are going to look at and think Scott Rowland. Come on, I I I, I don't know. I yeah. Don't know. Well, he's got he's got a two eighty average, three over three hundred home runs, two over two thousand hits. He batted two eighty. Yeah, batted he batted two eighty. Two eighty one. Two eighty one, and he's gonna he's gonna be in the Hall of Fame. Apparently. See, I I don't get that. Do you understand that, Tom? You batted 281, and you're going to be a Hall of Fame member? Oh, he was also a seven-time All-Star, eight-time Gold Glove Award winner. Yeah, okay, Nationally you rookie can catch of the, year. the ball. You can catch the ball. God bless you. You can catch it. it, it but you batted 281. It's the barrel right now. You either have <laughs> roided-up people who were beating the shit out of everything. <laughs> you have people who wouldn't normally make it when you had people like Jeter and Mariano Rivera on the ballot, <laughs> or even Pedro. I mean, I mean, I mean, this guy batted two eighty one, and Tim says, "Well, he 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 won Gold Gloves." Okay, you can catch the goddamn ball, but you can't hit. Yeah. It. Right. Yeah. You know, you know what's what's kind of surprising to me about Barry Bonds is the fact that he before before he got popped for steroids, he was he already had Hall of Fame numbers. A lot of people felt that he had Hall of Fame credible numbers before he got popped for steroids. I so, agree with that. I would I agree think with that. that. Okay, if you're, if I you're mean, dealing with somebody, listen, listen. If you if you put me on the spot and you said Hall of Fame, Scott Rowland or Bar- or, or, or Bonds, I'm gonna pick Bonds. Yeah, I would too. I would too. I I would think though, you know, if if you're somebody who got caught for steroids. I would, if I was a Hall of Fame voter, I would take into account, okay, what were his stats before he tested positive? Where where yeah. were his career stats up up at that point? With 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 how Bonds was tracking, I would think that Bonds would be a Hall of, even though yeah he did test 
he was one of the biggest users when it came to steroids. Before right. he Either got that or open up a new wing, the Royd Hall thing. <laughs> <laughs> like you'd have to put McGuire in there. You would definitely and, have to and, put and McGuire Sosa. in that category. And, Sosa. That. and, and Tom, Tom, I agree with that. You would have to open up a whole new wing for him with his steroid abuse. But if you go back and look at his stats before the steroid accusations, he probably is a Hall of Famer. And I do not like the guy. I'm just pointing that out. So, speaking, um, speaking of Sosa, in his final year of eligibility, Sosa oh, is uh, oh my god. Well, he's eliminated. Oh my god, he's eliminated. I'll put it that way. He only oh, has twenty five percent. I eliminated. Right I eliminated. I eliminated. I eliminated Sammy Sosa back when all this came up, and they questioned him <laughs> at a press conference about steroid use. And he told them, me no speak no English. Yeah. <laughs> and let's not forget about the corked bat, too, that uh, <laughs> that whole controversy. So, so when he said that, when he said that, I was done with his ass. I was done with Sammy. But, uh, me no other, speak no English. <laughs> some, other, uh, some other notable. He doesn't speak English, truly. Just ask him. <laughs> Some other notable names right now, though. Uh, Manny Ramirez, he's currently at 42%. Uh, Andrew Jones is at 49.1% in his fifth year. Uh, yeah, neither. I, I mean, I, I love Manny, but neither, neither to me are Hall of Fame material. And Jeff Kent. It looks like he's actually no, going to finish no. lower than he did last year. So yeah, he, uh, he's not Hall of Fame. I mean, I mean, come on, we're are we lessening what the Hall of Fame is by letting people in, or should we hold the standards high as to what the Hall of Fame should be? That's the question. I mean. I love Manny Ramirez. He's not a Hall of Famer. Jeff Kent. No, he's probably not. Really? Seriously, Jeff Kent? Come on. I mean, I mean, if you're if if you're looking at Hall, like obviously, if you were to compare like Manny Ramirez and David Ortiz, for example, uh, David Ortiz would be on everybody's ballot before Manny Ramirez would be. I mean, I mean, I agree with I agree with Ortiz. He should be in. I agree with him. But a lot of these other names we're talking about: Kurt Schilling, Jeff Kent. Yeah. Um. I mean, it's like seriously. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's a Hall of Fame. We're talking Hall of Fame. There, there are other names on here that are probably going to be dropped off. Uh, Mark Burley, he's currently on the trajectory to drop off. So is oh Tim God. Hudson. 
Tory Hunter, Tim Lincecum, uh, Joe Nathan, uh, Jonathan Papelbon, and uh, Mark Teixeira are all currently on the uh, verge of being dropped off. The ballot yeah, altogether. yeah, yeah. I, I I know Tim Gross, being a Phillies fan, and me being a Red Sox fan, we're going to push for Papelbon to be in the Hall of Fame, right? Aren't we, Tim? <laughs> no, uh, no. I cannot stand Papelbon. Good good news. Good news for you, Tim. Though uh, Jimmy Rollins is currently. It looks like he's on track to stay on the ballot. From what yeah, see, Jimmy uh, Rollins and Bobby, Jimmy Rollins and Bobby the, Abreu, I could get behind. The the thing about Rollins, I'm almost there. I'm almost there with Rollins because he had such a great career, but I still don't think he's a Hall of Famer. I don't think Abreu is a Hall of Famer. I didn't even think Utley and Howard were Hall of Famers. I think very, I think very, very good careers, but not Hall of Fame. See, to me, I'm Hall agree of with Fame you on Ryan is Howard. like way the hell up there. I'm going to agree with you and, on Ryan Howard. And you guys will be pushing Papelbon the same way I'm going to be pushing for A-Rod. <laughs> I'll be pushing for Papelbon to be cut off the ballot. But and I mean, do the does, any, does anybody does anybody think like me? Like the Hall of Fame is like raise your hand up as far as it can go and say that's the Hall of Fame. They're up there. It's different. Well, well it's like I already think they lowered the about Steve Tasker, the Hall of Famer for players that didn't just excel at the game, but took it to that next level and rewrote what the game should be. And those are the players that should get in, and that's why Royd should automatically disqualify these people. Because they didn't take it to that next level. They found ways to cheat to get to that level. I agree. And and, and I, that's the thing. I will have to that's say. the thing that's the thing, Tom. Everybody'll say, Well, before he started doing roids, he did this and this and this and this and then you come back and say, But after he did roids, look at his numbers, he did this and this and this and this. So Right, because what do you he do? couldn't sustain what he did before the roids. Right, why right. What do you do? Voice. What do you do? So, I, I, I would not look. I know Clemens, Bonds, Sosa, McGuire. Those guys, they used it to their advantage. Good for them. They made a fucking buttload of money doing it, getting contracts. Right. And Clemens so, only did it because so, his body was so, giving out on him, and he wanted yeah, to stay so, longer. So good for them. I mean, if you look at what he did when he was a Red Sox, he was a fucking killer. Right. So good for them. They used the roids. They made their damn money, but keep the fuck out of the Hall of Fame. 
right, because they put Jameer? money mm-hmm. and extending their career over their stats and what they could do. Right. Mm-hmm. They wanted here's to stick point. around and make that extra money. You know, here, here's you know, the question. I, here's the question for you, Jim. They got uh, uh, th- this was this was actually um, this actually ca- came to mind when this person announced their retirement. But uh, with Buster Posey, who a lot of people consider to be a potential Hall of Fame catcher uh, when he's eligible, that is. Um, you know, with him retiring at the age of 34, do you think retiring earlier than a lot of than a lot of players do when they probably have more left to give? Uh, do you think that could have an effect on whether or not people may look at them as Hall of Fame worthy? People could look at it that way. Um, I think in in uh, Buster's um, position. He he did what he felt he wanted to do. He went out like he wanted to go out. And in all honesty, he went out on a very high note. Um, plus the Giants. I don't know if you, I don't know how much you keep up with baseball, but they have a very, very high prospect at catcher to take his place. So um, I don't know if that played a part of it. But um, as far as what he did, I respect it. Um, To me, we've been talking about the Hall of Fame. Down the road, I think Buster should get strong consideration. You know, you know what, Jim? Um, when you were talking about standards for the Hall of Fame earlier, I kind of think the yeah. Hall of Fame voters already lowered it a bit when they inducted Harold Baines, uh, Jack Morris, and Jim Cox. I don't think those three were Hall of Fame worthy. Yeah, uh, like if you, I, if have you, if, a, if, I have an issue with Baines and Cox. I mean, like. Like, my thing is, if you're going to elect them, then you have to elect it, Allen. Like, it's a travesty that Allen did not get in this year. Yeah. But as far as, Steve, as far as your question goes with with, with Buster, um, I do think down the road Buster is a Hall of Famer. I think he will yeah. be voted. I think he will be voted into the Hall of Fame. Um, it, it's tough in MLB to be a catcher as many seasons as he was um, and still be able to hit the ball like he did. Um, It usually affects a catcher. Um, So, and they had a, I mean, one of, you know, one of their highest-rated prospects was their catcher. So Buster yeah. decided, you know, I think I'm gonna think I'm gonna go home and sit with my wife, and I don't have no problem with that. And I think he had a fantastic career. I think he was a credit to their organization. And like I said. 
I think his name will come up when we talk about Hall of Fame. Yeah, I think yeah, cause I know the thing you know is like a first baseman or something. Yeah, I mean he just he... won the comeback player of the year award too. So, you know, it's not like he was uh but like Jim said it sounds like it was more of a personal decision as as opposed to whether or not you know, he could continue or not. Yeah, I mean, he he went out on a high note. I mean, he didn't leave with with bad stats, you know. Yeah. So, you know, you have to look at that. You have to look at at how players leave. I mean, if if they're leaving, retiring, and they're still putting up numbers, it's 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 not baseball to them. It's personal. They've got, they've got other things they want to do. Yeah, and because I, I know the same question has come up about Pedroia too, because of, uh, you know, he had to retire because of injuries from the last couple of years, and that brought people to question, you know, could those injury-plagued years hurt his chances down the line? You yeah. know, because and of the now, fact that he... I mean, now the question is floating around about Kershaw. That's the yeah. same question that's floating around about him right now. Yeah, with do his you wanna, issues. Do you, do you want to play another year with the Dodgers and retire? Do you want to play a year with the Rangers because... You live in Texas, and you want to retire, or do you just want to retire because you've done about everything that you think you could have done in your career? So that's a big question that that fans are waiting to hear as to what Kershaw is going to do. I honestly I would be surprised if he if he retires. I think he has about one or two more years maybe. Yeah, is Obviously is it with the Dodgers? Right. Is it with the Dodgers, the Rangers or what? Yeah, I don't think it'll be with the Dodgers because they've already uh, well actually no, they they might try to re-sign him now that they lost out on uh on Scherzer. So It could be. I don't know. It, it's interesting because when you start thinking about it, I mean, when you really start breaking it down about these players, a, a lot of fans like are like, oh, well, they're going to sign with the Dodgers. Or, oh, my God, they're you know going to sign with the Yankees. Or they're going to sign with the Red Sox. Oh, they're, they're definitely going to sign with the Cubs. These these people are people. I mean, yeah. they have lives that they live, and they don't just go sign with a team because that team's going to give them more money. I mean, 
they've already made fifteen, twenty, thirty million dollars. You know? So they can sign where they want to and live out their career and they can say, Hey, look, I got a war series ring, but I've always, always loved to live in Texas and I wanna play for Texas. So you never know. You never know. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, he could he could probably look at it right now and say, you know, I won I won the World Series. Uh, you know, obviously the Dodgers may wanna may wanna go uh, younger when it comes to the rotation. So why not finish oh, my I'm, career I'm, I'm, closer to I'm home? I'm sure the Dodgers. I'm sure the <clears throat> Dodgers are looking for a way to uh, get out of this where they don't look like the bad guy for not signing Kershaw. I'm sure they want him to decide to sign somewhere else. More than likely, yeah. yeah. And you know what? I'm not even sure it's going to be with the Rangers because cause they've already spent a load of money. I think they spent know. something like I, I think they've already spent like something like half, half a, billion a billion on two players alone. Yeah. Three. No, three. three okay, close enough. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they may not be inclined to spend any more. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just saying don't be shocked. Don't be surprised. Yeah. You know, just like Scherzer. Everyone was like, oh, well, hell, everybody knows the Dodgers are going to give him all the goddamn money he wants. He's going to come back to the Dodgers. And then nope. you read, he signs with the Mets. So, you know, don't be shocked if uh, I was really hoping is, that. Don't be shocked if Kershaw is not a Dodger. Yeah, I was like, I was really not happy when uh, Scherzer resigned in the NL East. I enjoyed. <laughs> I, I, I bet you weren't. <laughs> yeah, I really enjoyed the two month period of where we didn't have to face them, except for like the one time. <laughs> oh. And, and and here's the thing. I mean, I understand what he's going to give them. I understand that. But for that amount of damn money? Really? Yeah, that's not going to be – that's going to go bad that's, after year one probably. Uh, yeah, I mean, after one year, I'm like, that's crazy. All right, we got about a minute left uh, on the show. Uh, thank you, everybody, uh, for joining us for the first podcast of the new year. Uh, Tom, welcome back! Uh, welcome back to the show uh, for for at least tonight. I don't know if uh, if you'll be joining us at all uh, moving forward. Uh, oh, he's coming! He's coming pl- back! He he's coming back! He's got a he's got a debate with me. He loves to debate with me, so he's coming back. Yeah. Maybe if the Bills win the Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, great. And we, and we know that probably won't happen. 
Well, you never know. You never know, Tim. Uh-oh. You never That's know. That's true. Like fighting I know one thing, though. The Eagles sure aren't winning this year. <laughs> no, of course not. Uh, Jim, as always, a, ple- a pleasure. Uh, first, uh, The first podcast of the year is uh, officially in the books. Right. Right. We have... We have you and me and Tim and JB and Lou and uh, Tom. I mean, great night, great night. Also, yeah. you, you referred to me as Jim in there. I thought I said <laughs> no. Tim. He said Tim. He said Tim. I heard, yeah, he I heard said Jim. I see my ears. Yeah, I thought said, I thought I said Tim. Tim, Tim Don't hey hey hey. People correct me enough. Don't correct me if I don't need to be corrected. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, uh, thank you, everybody, uh, for joining us tonight. Uh, obviously, you'll be able to hear this on the archives uh, if you guys ended up missing it. Uh, Big Brother Podcast will be coming soon whenever that starts up. Uh, we'll have that up uh Probably shortly after the first uh, after the first week, I think, um, starring Melissa, uh, hosted by Melissa and myself, um, and obviously Survivor coming up. Uh, you know, we're gonna have uh, we're gonna have Jim. Jim's gonna take uh, gonna take the uh, the reins again, like he did like uh, he did uh, this past. Uh, uh, Tom, I think Tom, 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 Tom. They still. They still underpay me, man. They still underpay me. <laughs> You've been saying well, that, that for like that, 15 that years. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm so under, I'm so underpaid for Survivor stuff. I'm and, so and underpaid. We've already gone two minutes past the cutoff, so I don't know if she's cutting us off tonight. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I mean, hey. I can tell you, and Steve and Tim can tell you, because I told them today some of the crap she pulled on me today, wanting right in the middle of a damn Razorback football game, want me to go buy a damn roll of foil from the <laughs> store. And I'm like, thank Hell you. Hell no. <laughs> I, well, here's the thing, Tom. I'm thinking – what the fuck is she doing in the kitchen? She never goes in the kitchen. She don't cook. She don't. What the hell does she want foil for? And I'm trying to watch the Razorbacks play. And so I have to deal with that crap. So, you know, that's JJ. That's how she is. <laughs> well, at least she got a nice win for the Hogs today over Penn State. Yeah, yeah, they they yeah, they they played a good game. Um that they I mean, I I think they're in a good spot. They got a great coach. The A D is good. Um tough conference. Gonna be tough to ever win the conference, but it's fun to be in the conference, you know. That that's the thing with being in the SEC. Um you, you you're probably not going to win it but it's so damn much fun playing all those cool teams you know you just love playing against those teams plus you can never yeah, say the- never cuz 
A&M was able to beat Bama this year, so you never right. know. And, and, Tom, we got we got within seven points of them on the road at Bama. They beat us 42-35. I mean, we put 35 up on them. So, but yeah, Auburn I mean, almost beat them. That's I mean, I mean, I love watching. I love watching the SEC. I love watching the teams in the SEC. But yeah, surprisingly, what, Auburn Steve, almost what, beat them. Steve, Steve what did yeah. Ole Miss do tonight? What's what's the score on their game? Uh, it is it is twenty-one to seven currently, with about five or so minutes left. I think. Ole Miss for, winning uh, or Baylor. losing? Nope, nope. Ole Miss is losing. Oh, oh, I don't, I don't, I don't know who I picked on that game. I know Christopher picked. Christopher picks all SEC teams. I don't remember who I picked though. Hang on, I'll I'll bring it up right now. Uh, yeah, but usually when you're picking games like that, it's better to go an SEC team over any other conference team. That's usually a pretty safe bet. Tom. Let's see. J J J picked Tom. Baylor. Christopher Ole, Ole Christopher always Chris. picks SEC teams. Uh, yeah, he never Jim, picks. A, t- he never picks against the SEC team. And I said, so what do you do if it's two SEC teams? What are you going to do? He said, I pick Bama. <laughs> Jim. Jim, I hate to I hate to, I hate to tell you, Jim, but you picked uh, you went SEC. Oh God! What about JJ? What'd she pick? Uh she she went Baylor. <laughs> well, of course, of course. At least she she'll be five hundred. SEC. At least at least she'll have a chance to finish above five hundred. Yeah, Possibly. well, good for her. I'm still gonna beat her. I'm still gonna beat her. But, well, yeah, by a mile. By a yeah, mile. Yeah, but I would have loved to have beaten her worse. Oh, <laughs> uh, but and blog talking. Tom, let us we're, know. We're, 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 we're down to the now. part. Tom, we're down to the part on the uh, games gridiron season where it's the bowl bonanza, and we had to pick all the bowl games. And uh, yeah, weren't there like forty-three of them this year? Uh, what what did we end up with, Tim? What did we end we up went with, with Tim? Uh, About thirty. Oh, oh yeah, no, I like think that. we ended up with about thirty, thirty-three games, um, and then of course all of the cancellations. Um, so right, we and didn't. Then you had a couple we, teams we, after drop we, out well, we didn't want to sit out. there and try to. Go back to everybody and say, "Okay, now you got to pick this. Now you got to pick that. Now you got." So we're just like, "Okay, if they cancel it, everybody gets a win on that game. Fuck it, forget it. We're moving on." So that's what we did. Um, Three points for Christmas. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's that's what we did on that, but. Uh, yeah, um, that's my thing every season. My goal is not to win games gridiron. My goal is to beat 
Christopher, and JJ. <laughs> Hey, who knows? And I think after I think after the bowl games, I've got JJ beat, but I think Christopher's going to beat me. Well, I, don't, I you know I don't know, Jim. You may still be within striking range. Uh, looking at how some others have done. Well, you might potentially be within striking range. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I just, I, I, I want to beat JJ because she loves to fucking talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you're gonna, you're gonna definitely have bragging rights. I'll put it that way. <laughs> so yeah, it looks so, like it looks like so we have, actually, uh, we have, we have somehow successfully moved beyond. Um, the cutoff. The the cutoff. Yeah. Or what? Are, what did we used to call it? The uh, overtime. We we moved past overtime, the overtime. Yeah. 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 It looks cool. like because uh, I just got I just got the notice right now, so it looks like uh, they they're processing all the audio and everything. So. Anything that we may have just talked about after 12 o'clock may not have gotten recorded. Well, cool. I mean, it's cool. We got we we made it past the uh, the overtime. That's cool. I mean, I mean, so I this is the double. You know, I, I pay for I pay for this service every month. So when I get to go over and beyond, that's cool to me. <laughs> I like that. I'm getting my money's worth. <laughs> yeah. Kevin, I was one. Uh, we I, lost, I, we I, lost I, him, and we we lost him, and we lost Lou. Oh, okay. All right. We still got JV and Tom and you and me. Yep. Okay. All right. Well, that's that cool. We do. That's cool. Hey, that's, one, that's, one thing I was going to That's one thing I was going to bring up people that pretty much know what they're talking about. Yeah, except me. <laughs> you and your damn Cincinnati Bearcats. <laughs> oh, co- right, that, see, there you go. You're bullying. That's 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 co- that's called bullying. Yeah. Well, if I don't, JB, if I don't do it, JB, if I don't Somebody do else it, gonna do it, Tom's going to do it. So I'm being yeah. nice about it, and Tom yeah, would I'm be an asshole about it. It's not like he's an okay? Eagles fan. <laughs> I'm not going to rip him too hard. It's not like he's an Eagles fan <laughs> or a Dolphins fan. Those people ask Ooh. Ooh, Tom throwing the fastball. Oh ball. God, Jeez. we're getting we're 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 getting bitter here. Tom, Tom you're so well, you're so lucky. Tim isn't on the call anymore. Nah, that's not it. To Tim's face. No, no, you're you're wrong, Steve. You're you're wrong, Steve, because Tom will tell Tim in private to his face. 
what he said. <laughs> but, Jim, you missed the part earlier where I, I compared Tua to Brucey from The Longest Yard. Oh, wow. You were not, <laughs> you weren't on the call yet. <laughs> What's funny I, I said is the older so true. Gets, the more he looks like Brucey from The Longest Yard. <laughs> It's so true. <laughs> you know that's that's a, the two together. You know that's a pretty good comparison. It really is. Although Tua has been really good, but he can't throw nothing past like eight yards. But he he's really good at that. But that's a good that's a good comparison. Yeah, he's like Brucey put that. 